I don't think you realize that, that you're making me, me, a loving father, have to go into the ring and pummel and beat down his very own daughter. You're making me do that. I'm not making you do anything, Dad. You can take this match back. We don't have to have this match. Oh, yes, we do. You know why we do? Because you're... Because you're making me do it. You're, you're defying me. That's exactly what you're doing. You're defying me, and I will not have anybody defy me. I won't have these people defy me. I won't have anybody back there in the locker room defy me. And I sure as hell won't have my own flesh and blood defy me. God. I, I don't get it. I remember when... I remember when I held you as an infant. I held you tenderly as, as a child. I, I remember you growing up. I remember you your first bicycle ride. I remember your all your little dance recitals and your graduations. And I, and I remember all of that. And now you're throwing it all away because now you want me to take daddy's little girl and crush her in my hand and throw it on the mat and leave it a bloody pulp. Uh, that, that's what you're making me do. And I don't know if I'm capable of it, but I think I am. I, I, I do, I think I am, I don't know why. Why would you do this to me? Huh? Why would you do this to me? Do you have any idea how this is going to affect me? Then by God, I say this. At no mercy, I will strike down the face of defiance. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, and what success, stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 33 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us not only the biggest swerve since Coach Cunt as the roidy powers rise once more, but also it's time, Michael, to discuss the build towards Daddy, Daughter, I Quit. As we're building towards No Mercy 2003 with a look at the Raw and Smackdown tapings, as always, I'm your host, Dave, and joining me is Big Sexy. Are you ready? I think we're going to see a lot of attempts on murder. Well, oh my lord, eh? A lot of attempted murder. Yeah. Shane and uh, Kane. It takes two little turns, to be fair. Did a little flashback to the past in yeah. the hospital. And also that... Attempted murder. <laughs> yeah. You want to play around? Hey! Play around! So then we are going to build then, as I said, towards No Mercy 2003, the next Smackdown exclusive pay-per-view. As always, what are you looking forward to? What are you expecting to get out of this next 
fun, isn't it? Nice again, isn't it? Where we're having a four and four. A four and four is a lot better. Four and four is nice. I mean, what was it between uh, Bad Blue and Vengeance? Oh, like eight. Eight or <laughs> something. <laughs> daft. So, yeah, what, uh, are you, uh, what are you hoping to get out of it? What are you expecting from feuds that have happened before? See if there's another angle Lesnar match, maybe. That would be... Obviously, they're not going to because we've had the Iron Man, which was the rubber match. Yeah. Which, obviously, is still one of my favourite matches. I personally like for them two to fuck off out of each other's way now for a bit. Yeah, they need to. And I'm glad it goes that way. I don't like where it gets to. Fucking biker chain say where we've got a motorbiker character. So And another <laughs> attempt on murder with Brock. <laughs> choking Taker. Who's turning blue. And would it have been another attempt on murder on that, like, person in the front row if it wasn't for Hurricane? That little kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that poor that poor little one if it wasn't for the hurricane Kane was in a bit of a mood and I do like how we are jumping a little bit ahead but I do like how Hurricane and Kane had that little bit of a flashback flash yeah it was nice that sometimes Vince is like oh they'll remember oh, every now and again usually it's fuck them they won't remember every now and again I can answer the question from last episode Michael about what Shane McMahon landed on and how he is and if he's okay and if he's dead. Well, he's not dead. <laughs> For those uh, concerned... What was it then? Uh, the Shane, basically, um, there's no need to worry. I'll say that. Was it a crash mat? Uh, the area of floor where Shane landed was similar to the uh, airlifted padding that people use in packages to prevent objects from moving or shifting around. It's like the inflatable stuff. Yeah. So um, basically landed on a big fucking pile of that. <laughs> So it probably would have been pretty cool to land on. <laughs> I think that's why he enjoys it. It's not, he obviously he has no fear of heights, absolutely none, but he must enjoy that the adrenaline rush coming down knowing that it's just them to land on a big bouncy castle. That um, does sound pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, apparently Shane had practiced a spot earlier in the day before the live show had begun, so he'd already done it and he's like, yeah, I can't fucking wait. It must, it must be a cool adrenaline rush to be fair. So, so we got on into the first episode of Raw, uh, the day after Unforgiven, September the 22nd, 2003, live from the capital. Um, your hosts are Al Snow and the coach. But why, again, why was there no music for Al Snow? Because I, I, he doesn't deserve any. Is it because they, they don't, can't remember what it comes out to? I know we discussed it in the last episode of, with his, is it everybody wants or his heel music? Is it really just no one... And I actually heard his heel music. Well, it's have, on you Spotify. Heard his, have you heard his heel? Uh, on WWE's <laughs> Spotify. It's, good, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's generic. It's generic mid two thousands heel. It really is. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I thought it was quite the refreshing change. Granted, it doesn't last long. I thought we'd but get a, a nice bit change. longer than we did. But did you notice though with Coach with his commentary? It's really weird because you had some elements of the Heat pairing where Coach plays the face uh, announcer. And you've got Snow doing the, the little snippets and adding in his little comments as it went. Because you got that. You kind of got yeah. heel Snow. That was heel Snow. You, Snow sided with the bad guys. Snow was like the Jerry Lawler of old. But Coach Cunt for Coach he was Cunt. supposed to be a cunt. He did. He kept forgetting, didn't he? He, were, he kept swinging where it like... That's probably why it didn't last so long. Well, during Evolution, uh, when they come out to disrupt the entrance of Jindrak and Cade, Coach is siding with... Uh, Jindrak and Caden, and then all of a sudden he's like, well, no, you should actually be giving a standing ovation for Evolution. He's sad with the bad guys again. It's very, very weird. 
Opening segment, Goldberg and the big gold belt come out to celebrate. I must say, it's very nostalgia to see Goldberg uh, come out with that belt on. Yeah. From someone from me, I did enjoy WCW back in the day. Uh, it was it was good to it looks good with that belt. Doesn't it suits it? that belt. It does not as much as Triple H does. No, not as much as Triple H does. Um, Goldberg his original speech is cut short by Austin. Austin though he comes out and summarizes the stipulations from last night and proposes a toast. But then Bischoff interrupts, drawing a standing ovation from the announce team, which did make me chuckle. I can't wait to see hear what he has to say. Oh. You know, I made a promise to show up in Washington, D.C. The new world heavyweight champion. And I did exactly that. Last night, Triple H... You found out firsthand. Believe the hype. You gotta believe the hype, Al. I believe it. Oh yeah. What a shot. What now? few things in this life that make me happy. That's drinking beer, four-letter words, middle fingers, drinking more beer, and the United States Armed Forces. But last night, one made one man made Stone Cold Steve Austin extremely happy, and that's Bill Goldberg. You went out there, you did exactly what you said you were going to do. You beat Triple H, one, two, three. You became the world heavyweight champion, which also means Bill Goldberg remains in the WWE. So Bill Goldberg, as far as what I got to say to you, being a world heavyweight champion, I got four words for you. Those four words are, I'll drink to that. How disgusting is this? What an example he is setting. 
Goldberg actually looks like what a poor example. Like the world champion is going to drink a beer with a rattlesnake. Austin obviously trying to upstage Goldberg, trying to take the thunder of Goldberg, and Austin has been successful in doing so. Again, trying to ruin a moment for another athlete. Sanity returned to Raw. Here he yes. comes. Yes. 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 That's the man who believed yes. in us. You're the man. You are the man. Finally. Finally, some sanity arrives on Raw. We're back on track now. You know, a lot of people don't like the fact that. This man, Eric Bischoff, is so tough. But Eric Bischoff is fair. We can take it. Oh, why can't everybody else? I don't understand. We thrive under the toughness. Guys, pardon the interruption, but I just wanted to say congratulations, champ! saying a couple weeks ago when I said I was betting on a winner in Triple H well I don't want you to misunderstand anything and what I made Randy Orton your tag team partner I mean Bill I was just trying to motivate you no really I was trying to get you to be the best that you can be because Bill you and I go back a long long time and, and, and I know what it takes to get your game face on when it comes to be game time. See, Vince McMahon didn't create Bill Goldberg. Eric Bischoff created Bill Goldberg. Which is why it makes me so damn proud to see Bill in this ring here on Raw as a world heavyweight champion. Watch out! Watch out! No! 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 Why would Goldberg fear the boss? I am shocked. Does Goldberg have no respect? For authority, especially Eric Bischoff. A man who has given this business so much and given Bill... Did you notice his head bounced off the rope? Yeah. Yeah. Ow. You can't have any replays throughout oh, the entire yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It was... <laughs> Five replays. It was reminiscent of when Takamichi Noku... Remember when he got eliminated from the Rumble back in 2000? Yes. And his head wobbled when it hit the floor. I think he was a boss man through... We didn't even get eliminated, did he? He wasn't supposed to be in it. He kept running in with Fanaki and... I think the boss man that threw him out and his head wobbled. Or it was like um very similar to Enzo. Yeah. Do you know when was it Gotch, Simon Gotch threw him? Yeah, it was it kinda of shows well because it, it takes him a, a few minutes to recover from it. it. Yeah. You can tell Even him, that event, rattled him, you can say rattled him a little bit. Is much later when he's special referee. Well Outside referee. Outside referee. Well, yeah, I don't. I never understand that rule. Because the referee's yeah. supposed to make the pin. How can you when you're out? I don't, yeah, anyway. Because they're right in the ref bumps. So. <laughs> well, opening match, 
Intercontinental Championship, Christian Rob Van Dam. Not mm, a bad way to... It's, that's where RVD should be. Yeah, it's not a bad way to open the show neither, I think, really. No. It's, it's kind of the smangle... Uh, I think they've learned from Smackdown, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's a bit fast-paced and stuff. Uh, towards the end of the match, Christian, he grabs the belt for the DQ win around four minutes. Uh, Rob Van Dam, though, he did seem a bit more motivated than last night. Um, probably because he wasn't the one that was like doing the job. Do you know what I mean? A yeah. DQ finish when it's a bit dusty. You don't mind, I suppose, sometimes. Rob Van Dam set it up. Yeah, he's going a bit forward. And it wasn't like booked at 20 minutes. That was a long match anyway, Unforgiven. And Rob knowing he was the one taking the fall in. I, as I said, I, See, I, I personally think... believe Rob shouldn't be uh, losing or taking the fall in them in them sort of matches. He's the higher end of talent when it comes to the guys Would that are involved. Would Jericho have taken the loss then? Why not? It doesn't matter. Wins and losses don't seem to affect Jericho in 2003 because... He doesn't seem to have, but he was running with Evolution for however many months and it didn't go anywhere from that. He didn't, there were no turn, there were no face turn to maybe get a title shot against Triple H. There were none of that. He just, he ran, stopped, got back with Christian for a bit, fought with Christian, and now he's the fucking leader of the anti Austin Brigade. Uh, I think we might see a sort of a gentleman return with Chris. Soon. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, Christian, um, he lays Rob out with a ladder afterwards and Frog splashes him off it, which I guess is kind is of a subtle way, uh, very fucking subtle way of uh, setting up a ladder match a bit later on. For Just the like uh, last month with Dudley's and Lois' Quite, with, with that table suddenly start appearing out of nowhere. Uh, meanwhile, we go backstage, Jericho is sticking up for Bischoff and Stooges on Austin's laughing at Bischoff. In return, he wants a title shot tonight. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Bit of Jericho and Goldberg. Jericho's it. world champion, yeah. <laughs> Not bad. That would be a bit of a fucking swerve. Uh, if you think all the build-up towards uh, Goldberg finally beats taking... It yeah. That'd be that'd awesome. That'd be a fucking right swerve. Uh, up next, Lance Cade and Mark Jindrak are looking like they're going to be in tag team action until Evolution appear and fucking kick the fuck out of them. That's why you should have joined Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is Evolution doing out here? Well, Mark Jindrak and Garrison Kane were scheduled for a tag team match, and here's Evolution out of nowhere. Oh, they are taking it to Garrison Kane and Mark Jindrak. Ric Flair and oh. Randy Orton and Triple H lost the World Heavyweight title last night at Unforgiven, just beating the hell out of Jindrak and Kane. Jindrak and Kane were coming out here to see if they could step up the ladder. What the hell did these two guys ever do to Evolution? They say something to him backstage? Well, the game and Ric Flair and Randy Orton. Triple H could be bitter over losing that title to Goldberg. Maybe that's what brought him out. And look, look at the intensity. He is absolutely P.O.'d here tonight after losing that title, which, quite frankly, as we all know, means more than life itself to the game. And he rightfully should be. That world title is everything to anybody in this business who competes in that ring. You know, now that I think about it, these people should be standing just out of respect for that man after everything that man has done they should in be this stand, business. They should be standing for all of evolution. Look at the talent in that ring. Ric Flair, a legend. Triple H, only since last night, a former champion. And Randy Orton, the son of not one, but Chant his name, go ahead. 
absolutely disrespecting Triple H with this chant of Goldberg. We know that obviously we've discussed it in length and the, the promos and vignettes got recorded. But all of a sudden he's down on receiving end of an evolution beatdown. But I, I said it's, it's nice to see fresh blood. Um, mm. Granted, we're not seeing much of Caden Jindrak over this the next four weeks going forward compared to what we have going back. I think you see him once more, probably. That leads me on to a video I showed you a little bit earlier, Michael. <laughs> now, stumbling across uh, the wonderful world of the internet, I stumbled across, I, I vaguely remembered it, vaguely from like WCW Saturday night back in the day. Mark Jindrak had a gimmick in WCW called Basket Case. Yep. And his gimmick was... A basketballer. Right, it didn't last very long for obvious fucking reasons. Because it's not mid-90s WWF. One of the matches I've seen uh, was against Reno. I don't remember Reno. It was like, it was like Rhino, but with less hair on top. He still had, yeah. he still had the long hair. Just less hair on top and you had Reno. Like Victor from Ascension. Yeah. In yeah. a singlet. Yeah. Or Baron just, Corbin, we yeah, yeah, in a singlet. Yeah, just less makeup. And a bit more stockier. But he like... He's, one move he did, he was bouncing the ball around and then threw it on his face. <laughs> I think he went like, look down. And Reno just went, what? Even referee looked down and he threw the ball on his face. And then the next move, he did like an elbow drop or something, stood up and then did a three-point shot. <laughs> it's like, he's dressed in the fucking, literally in basketball gear. Now, I wonder why that gimmick didn't last. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you remember? WCW champion, basket case. Can you remember the, the baseball gimmick from WWE? Yeah. Or WWF back in the day with Brooklyn Brothers gimmick, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz or something like that, where he literally had his face painted. Like a baseball. It looked like, I can't remember. Oh, the goon. The fucking goon. He was brilliant. Second, well, they, all of them though, back in like the early new generation era, they all had the second jobs. Very much like one Mark Calloway of the Ruthless Aggression era, where obviously in his spare time he cosplays as mem of a member of the Disciples of Apocalypse <laughs> as we get to the biker fucking chain match. It's like, that is the ultimate. Like, we are, um, we've discussed this off air, right? We come into the end of this Undertaker gimmick mm. and where it's gone to from where it's, it started it is completely different. It started quite high. Yeah, it's, and it's just. He lost he's his rode his bike down it He lost his powers when he cut his head. Well, we know his bike fucking broke halfway down. And he had to leave it and walk the rest of the way. But it's like, we're, we're seeing the end of The Undertaker and you can understand why they're gonna they're now going to bring back the dead man. Granted, it, we need, it needs a lot of time off for the hair to grow. Why he cut it in the first place, I don't know. But where that gimmick's gone to, to where it is now... Midlife crisis. Like, we're having... But like the, the next gimmick we have is in Back to the Glory Days. And the last thing we'll be remembered by is the back chain match, which is the ultimate fucking gimmick that they'd have in the Attitude Era, and a buried alive match, which is probably, apart from the casket match, his most second, maybe the Hell in a Cell, one of his third, third most famous fucking match types. Of his, and fourth beat last ride match. <laughs> Fifteen back a chain. <laughs> He's a fucking trendsetter. Um, but yeah, it's, I just think it's weird how it's gone proper full circle as we're going back to the start, really. And it's, it's like they've got they've proper but it's pressed the gimmick that's lasted. Oh, fucking hell yeah. You tell me another wrestling now. gimmick that's lasted the length of time. Apart from Hulk Hogan, to an extent, because Hulk Hogan is still a gimmick. Yeah. Uh, but in the mainstream, to be on TV and to be one... If Undertaker left WWE and he's in his fucking late 50s, 
there'd be billions of wrestling companies that would want to sign him. That's where it differs from him a Hulk. Yeah. Where he's managed to keep that gimmick going for years and years and years. And whoever that feud is, and, and whatever the style really got, of the time It never is, really went stale. No, and it never really exploded, neither. Like, I've always mm. mentioned this, where Undertaker was never the, on the top of the card. Every single era of The Undertaker, there was guys above him. When he first de- uh, debuted, you had Hulk Hogan and The Warrior. And then and you had... Austin and Rock. Well, no, before well, that, you Brett had Brett and Sean. Yeah, and then you had Austin and The Rock. And then later on, we come to a point now, we've got Lesnar and Angle. Do you know what I mean? He, if he went to Raw now, Triple H would be in front of him. He, all, he's never seen as a top, top man, but he's still always managed to stay relevant. Fucking Yes. Now, how do we know that Triple H was in a war last night? Because he's got a big fucking plaster <laughs> on his head. And it's never a tiny plaster anyway, either, is it? It's always a big For fuck-off plaster. Big, big plaster. Tiny cut. <laughs> With a tiny, tiny little blade. He comes out and he's not happy. He says that he's still the best, even though he's been telling everybody like that will listen for the last year that in order to be the best, you have to be the world champion. Now, he's not the world champion anymore, but he says he's still the best. And then he says... Look, last night, Goldberg didn't beat me. I beat myself. Now, walking around with a known groin injury and openly admitting to beating yourself <laughs> is probably not the best two things put together. Did you notice the big crybaby sign? I did. Yes. Somebody, I don't know whether someone's brought that in or that's been handed out at a table as someone's walked into the arena, but that's fucking genius for them to manage to get that on camera. Well, Triple H is, because he's whinging in it. He's not happy. I think- you, you he's knew not come out and whinge. Yeah, but he says, uh, he says last night he beat himself because he didn't believe the hype. He goes, what Goldberg did last night was make him a believer. So let me introduce to you the newest member of Evolution. <laughs> he says that Goldberg, it's time for me to make you believe. Goldberg, look around at all these signs out there that say game over, game over, game over. Game over for you, Goldberg. The game has just started. So we're getting Goldberg and Triple H again then. But it's nice to see that the groin injury that's like... I I imagine that part of the deal to get Goldberg over was we are putting the world title on you. Yeah. Um, But is it power play? Is it injury that puts the title back on him so soon? Do you know what I mean? It's not a long... It's not until December. It's still, it's only a couple of months though. It is only a couple yeah. of months really. It's it, it's only, maybe what is it, three pay-per-views? No mercy, suppose he's, yeah, third. Yeah, it's only three, but, so, but in raw time, it's only one dual branded, so they have the, they have the SummerSlam, uh, the, uh, SummerSlam, they have Survivor Series, they have the dual branded one, and then there's only one soul branded when he loses it, so it's not even like he gets to defend it on one of their own shows and win. Yeah. So is it power play? Is it Triple H pulling it? Because obviously Maybe he, gets, it is. he gets married in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just after no mercy, I could, think it could is. Could this be the wedding gift? <laughs> there you go, there's a title back. I was going to buy you a holiday, but no, here's the world title back. I've booked you to beat Goldberg. You give me daughter a golden ring. Here's a golden belt. <laughs> Up next, we've not seen one in a while, a white boy challenge. We've not had one in a while, but this time it's Mark Henry. So we don't have to kind of pump out jobbers do anymore. Because like when we had Rodney Mack do it, the white boy challenge had to be jobbers. Like Spike, Mark Henry, powerhouse. We don't need a jobber, do we? Against Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> I liked uh, Teddy Long's promo though before. Basically uh, predicting Obama. 
be the first black president. I quite like, well, in Teddy Long's mind, if he could like change the world, every higher power everywhere would be, would, would be like somebody like Johnny Cochran. <laughs> yeah, it would be a proper, or, or what's his, Steve Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be high, 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 high figureheads in the world. <laughs> With Teddy Long being the Mr. Burns controlling it all. <laughs> That's like how he calls it Rodney Mack's Secretary of State. Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted, and the weird thing is, this is not a, a new thing with Teddy Long's idea of building a black superpower group. No. He tried with D'Lo Brown, but nobody else wanted to join. <laughs> Rodney Mack and Jazzy got them together. Then Nowinski got involved. A white boy. <laughs> the quintessential white boy. The whitest. And now he's got Mark Henry. It's like a shame it's a shame that D Lo didn't get released and because D Lo would fit with this because it's quite a bit of a nation throwback then as well. Yeah. It's wobble, yeah. Where's Farouk? Do you know what I mean? Why like can't the... JBL be JBL now and we can have Ron Simmons over with we'll, fucking we'll touch on Farouk's. I, I've got something to say about Farouk on SmackDown. Farouk's attitude is you're not happy with that a minute, are you? It's put, not, you're picking on Farouk every single episode. I'm in defence of Farouk. All right, okay. Because well, last time you weren't happy that Farouk were bullying black waiter. <laughs> Should be sticking up for you, not your fellow man. Where's Teddy Long? Don't be dicking on him. Uh, meanwhile, backstage. Evolution, they have a showdown with Cade Jindrak and main event Maven. Obviously setting up six man, a six-man for later on tonight. And then Austin, it proves me fucking wrong so much again. And he books Jim Ross versus the coach next week in a match where JL gets the announcer positions back. I honestly thought we were going to get at least... Two, three, three weeks. F- maybe a month out of it. It's, it's a solid eight weeks till the next pay-per-view for Raw. Yeah. I thought at least like right, run a give bit, give a chance, make it a bit. Well, never give him a chance. Let him just like, have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let's see. Actually, I don't know if I can stand many more of watching Jr. Coach matches because they're not the greatest of wrestlers. But I'm sure there's ways where they can incorporate it more. Why not have Jr. and King set up uh, a pilot uh, announcers station up in the stand somewhere with the crowd, or go to WWE New York with Billy Gunn. <laughs> sit there and do a live feed of Hugo and Carlos are what yeah. does like if that if that happened in 2018 that's something they'd do yeah do you know what I mean they would they'd go rogue but yeah I, I would I think it's just a bit too soon that next week it could all be over and I imagine it's going to be and Austin also makes a ladder match uh, this one between Christian and RVD which was to be expected our Divas contest of the night. Sorry, women. I have to keep correcting myself. Molly, Ollie and Gail Kim versus Lita and Trish Stratus because we've got nobody else. And where is Victoria and Jazz? I forgot about Victoria. Jazz is still out. You don't think, do you? It's getting ridiculous. Lita with uh, Matt Hardy's finisher uh, on Gail Kim for the win in seven minutes, which was quite a long time, Too I believe, long. for the Divas. Uh, we go backstage. Jericho, he proposes that Bischoff act as special guest referee tonight as part of his master plan because there's more than one way to skin a cat. Why didn't they just have Bischoff as the referee? I don't... Well, yeah. Well, obviously, this does in, incorporate outside shenanigans that can go on, but the referee's still going to be there and they've not said it's no disqualification. 
Let's make it special. But how does no disqualification work when if the referee gets involved? Is that a loophole? <laughs> <laughs> if there's if there's no if DQ. No, if it's just a box standard, but the ref gets involved with a chair. Because if there's any outside interference... It don't count on SmackDown games. <laughs> <laughs> that, we, that's, they're yeah, the rules. That, is that the rules then? If it happens on SmackDown, it's real. So Trish Stratus can powerbomb Brock Lesnar. <laughs> if it happens on SmackDown, it can happen in real life. Yeah, Brock's athletic enough. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. Nah, I'm asked. I'm not doing that. Exactly. I left five of them. <laughs> Out of ring. Into a crowd. Uh, we get the uh, Scott Steiner test music video from last night but now incorporating last night's antics as well which I say again it's fucking brilliant Brilliant it really was Wrestlemania I'd say Wrestlemania X17 yeah it was that level of really that was not designed for a feud like that of the magnitude of the Roydy powers it really fucking didn't and we see from earlier tonight Stacey apologising to Steiner who was relegated to baggage duty by test. That's my bitch and that's my bitch. That was one of the funniest lines that he did uh, on, on Unforgiven. That's my bitch, uh, that's like, my other bitch. That's my, <laughs> my bitch and that's my other bitch. We see footage from the Kane and Shane stunt show last night, which sets up an interview from an undisclosed hospital location. So it's undisclosed, because obviously they don't want yeah. Kane to find out, but yeah, then it flashes up on screen saying fucking Harrisburg PA. So there you go, Kane. If you want to find him, yeah, there it is. I'd love to know what car cave drives. To get there that fast. Yeah. Because he didn't know where it were. It was undisclosed. It pops up on or screen. Or has he got his uh, big brother's teleportation powers now? There you go. You know, well, it's in genes. It's got to be in genes. DNA's DNA. Exactly. There you go. Taker's not using teleportation, is he? No. So one of us has got to do it. Is he fucking? He's lost all his superpowers. Since he's there. He's now facing Samson, isn't he? He's now facing people off streets of rage style. He's punching <laughs> telephone boxes and picking up baggage <laughs> And then WWE with the ultimate carbon copy of one of the most probably infamous segments of Austin and Vince, the hospital scene. It literally was just missing Mick Foley. Well, because it's a different time, I've thought about this and I was like, well, instead of having Mick Foley working with the balloons and that. I've rather than walking with space cakes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our boss. I saw you out. You'll be fine again. This will hurt you if you're happy again. Yeah. It made me chuckle with Coach. It was like, Shane, I know we've had our differences in the past, but how are you doing tonight? And Shane's like, Well, Coach, I don't really think you care about how I'm feeling. I like how the nurses just go about their day. Like one nurse just comments to the doctor, toddles off. Obviously not even not even commenting that there's a big fuck off camera at the bottom of Shane's hospital bed no like, I'm starting to think are these actually real fucking doctors and nurses I <laughs> think not uh, Shane's I love how Shane turned around to coach he's like I, I know you don't really care how I feel and to answer your question I'm banged up I may have internal injuries but I may get released tomorrow well are you fucked then or not Shane <laughs> Because if you may get released if tomorrow, if they've told you you're gonna, you might get released tomorrow. Then I don't think your internal injury is as bad as they say. If you just got a, bru- a bruised back, he's got a t- logic. <laughs> <laughs> but he says mentally, I've never felt better. And then suddenly stares into the camera and delivers like a wrestling promo sat in his hospital bed. All this intensity appears. Kane was the last man standing last night, but not for long. 
like I said in the past, as long as I'm breathing in and out, I'm going to be all up in Kane's face. And as soon as I get the opportunity, as soon as I get the and then we hear a noise, a crash bang and a wallop, a scream of a nurse, and then the big red mare walks around the corner and then proceeds to go to town. Where? Is the security. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You break, you charge into hospital, you're shirtless for a start. That's, that's good if have some alarm bells <laughs> With flashing. a big bruise down around your face from last night as well. He's ah. showing injuries. And then you start... Attack, throwing things about, attacking people. Where's security? Yeah. <laughs> I quite like, before, as he walked down the corner, he's like, How you feeling, Shane? Oh. Just so natural about him, and then just went to town. But if I was Shane, I'd have fired whoever was uh, put that graphic up because it was supposed to be undisclosed. Yeah. And if he'd not put up saying where he was... Came what to teleport. Came what to teleported. Up next, the superheroes against... Rob Comrie and Rene Dupree. And this is following on from what we mentioned a couple of episodes ago. Uh, Sylvain Grenier is now out with an injury, so Rob Conway will be playing the role of Sylvain Grenier going forward. So the three Belens are now back down to two. Okay. Against the superheroes, we're getting Rosie and uh, Hurricane two weeks in a row. Which is good. We asked for them three weeks ago on the... Oh, I believe it was around, around three weeks ago. Uh, we, I'm sick of these little segments. I want to see more matches. We got a match. Uh, Hurricane got a high crossbody, setting up a small and drop neckbreaker combo for the heroes, for the pin, in around four minutes. As it should have been. Fun match, not bad. Uh, the Dudley boys, they come out to congratulate the winners and they suck up to the troops. So the Dudleys, they're still trying, obviously. My issue now, though, is we've only had one heel tag team, apart from Gene Drack and Cade, but if Gene Drack and Cade got beat up by Evolution, they're siding with Maven, that puts them as faces. Um, Mark Henry and Rodney Mack. I know another heel tag team. Go. The Roddy Powers. Fuck yeah, there you go then. They're just Survivor Series. Dudley's Roddy Powers in a table on a pole match. <laughs> Fuck knows. Stacey through a table match. <laughs> you have to put Stacey through the table to win. <laughs> Everyone's involved. Dudley's, uh, they embrace the, the inner 2000 obsession with Trish Stratus. Uh, and he gets a bubble back in that zone. And now we're laughing. Up next, Evolution versus Main Event Maven, Mark Jindrak and Garrison Cade. Or Basket Case and Garrison Cade. <laughs> Maven gets a missile dropkick onto Flair while the referee is absent. Triple H, though, pedigrees him goodbye around seven minutes. Um, but did you catch the last move after the pedigree? The RKO? Yes. The RKO was the last move. It's where it should. Technically, but. Uh, it was never any match with Triple H no, the you, you're not moving. getting the fucking win are you simple as uh, we go uh, to Hollywood and The Rock stops to thank all the fans and talk about the rundown what a shit film that was poor Christopher Walken why the fuck did you agree to do that film <laughs> I mean yeah there's Sean William Scott who was in it but yeah, all he did is American Pie <laughs> yeah, that's literally all he, he did. Well, he didn't, did he? Sean William Scott has done so much, but all he'll ever be known for is American Pie. Yeah. And nothing else ever he'll be known for. Um, the rundown. Is it probably the most pushed WWE... Uh, well, they're not even back, so it's not their, their stuff, is it? But most WWE pushed film since, like, the Scorpion Kings. I think so, yeah. It's going there. 
they are forcing this down this your more throat. Push Blade Trinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one really remembers that one. Nobody really wants to remember that one. Really, it's remembered for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know, you got Triple H in it. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, Raw World Title. It is nice to see the Raw Title being defended on weekly TV. Always, he's not. You don't see it every week. No. Every now and again, I'll see the big nice. belt. It's nice to see Goldberg, Jericho, uh, Bischoff still selling the ribbonry from the spear. It is. Uh, although probably the the bump that he took from the bottom yeah, rope led to believe that's what he's taking it from. He's double glazed. Uh, production gap of the week: uh, the shot of Goldberg leaving the dressing room, sees him with the belt slung over his shoulder. But the the live shot seconds later um, features him wearing the belt. Now, unless he. Has got I think he was swinging a bit too much. And magical skills. I start to think that that pre-recorded bit was pre-recorded. Oh, because it did cut to the crowd in between. Not having it. He didn't put that on that quick. Not having no. it. Nope. Whilst we were walking, nope. Cameron White, Bill, put it around your waist, you're swinging too much. <laughs> uh, the match, uh, towards the end, we get a press slam into a spine buster for a two count. Bischoff, though, he pulls out the referee. Goldberg goes for him, and then Jericho goes low, and Alliance Hall gets two. But, of course, Austin has to come out, pull Bischoff out of the ring, assaults him without being provoked, yeah. by the way. Austin, without what are you doing? You're going to get in trouble, mate. <laughs> Goldberg finishes off with the usual around seven minutes. And nice. World title's on the line. You're seeing the best of Goldberg. It's short, under ten minutes. Anything over ten, it starts to show weaknesses, and Jericho could have easily ran rings around Goldberg and shown how Goldberg... Can't beat Goldberg forward. Well, in the fucking non kayfabe, yeah. But he could, yeah. But it was a nice throwback. So obviously we had uh, Jericho and Goldberg as uh, Goldberg second feud yeah. upon arriving within the company. But yeah, oh, I enjoyed that episode of Raw. I did. It was oh diddly k. Um, a live report from the episode of Raw from the event. Apparently, when Triple H threw the water bottle into the crowd, um, some guy caught it and threw it back at him and clocked him on the back while he was on the ropes. On the other side of the ring posing, apparently it was like went over. It was the biggest thing that went over in the whole night, and I didn't see this, so, I didn't. It, so it was either cut off or never picked up on camera. But apparently that got one of the biggest pops of uh, all the all the night. Apparently, and then when they ejected out the person that threw it, um, that got a massive hey hey na 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 hey hey. That's hey, what that chat was for. <laughs> I wondered what that chat was. As Ro went off the air. Goldberg played to the crowd some more and went to uh, go and speak with the military personnel troops along uh, ringside. Uh, apparently, one lucky guy uh, got to hold the title and wave it in the air. Goldberg did more of his usual stuff to the crowd and went up the ramp to the back. Then Chris Jericho finally got up and made his way to the top of the ramp, got on the mic and badmouthed the town and said some of the Washingtonians were chanting Y2J and for them to shut up and listen to what he has to say. He ran around, this is like... CM Punk. <laughs> Sits down. I hear that you say you're the best. <laughs> Jericho then ranted on how one side of the arena is saying he sucks, the other side is calling him an asshole. He said he told the crowd to make up their minds and he said that he didn't care anyway because in a couple of hours he'll be in his very expensive limo on his way back to his town and finally back north of his, to his expensive home in Canada. Apparently it was like really funny stuff, proper heel heat. I want to see more. I wanted to see that segment. Yeah. Why it annoys me when stuff that sounded like it would have gone really well received on TV is never shown on TV, and it's always the aftermath. Or and the they didn't show it on the next week's Raw. Yeah, 
that's not like it's something to send the crowd home happy unless there were loads of humour involved in it. So they can't show that because it was maybe showing too much of a nicer guy, yeah. Jericho. So then, are you ready for the first episode of SmackDown as we lead towards Daddy Daughter? I quit. I'm looking forward to it. So it is September the 25th, 2003. We are taped from Philly. Your host, as always, Michael Cole and Taz. Vincent Sable come out to present the title belt to Brock Lesnar, but they get Kurt Angle instead. Vince, he suspects that Angle wants to whine about Brock cheating to win last week, but as far as he's concerned, Angle has to start from the bottom again. Last week here on SmackDown, we witnessed two elite, indeed two world-class athletes compete in a one-hour Ironman match. And after the 60 grueling minutes, there was only one man who stood tall, one man who was superior, and that is why all of you are here in this arena tonight. It's why I'm here, it's why Sable is here, because tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will indeed honor that superior athlete, that one man who can rightfully call himself the WWE Champion. So without further ado, I don't, I don't want this championship belt to fall over. But I, I think I know why you came out here, and, and I can understand it. So l let me put the words in your mouth, if you don't mind, for a moment. I think you came out here because you want to say, for the record, that Brock Lesnar cheated. You want to say, for the record, that Brock Lesnar hit you with a chair, gave you a low blow, hit you with a very championship belt we're about to present to Brock. In other words, you want to kvetch, whine, and all that... All right, okay. Maybe that's, maybe that's not why you're here, but I think I really do know why you're here. You're here tonight because you want to challenge Brock Lesnar for the championship here tonight in Philadelphia. Right? Well, let me just say that's not going to happen, folks. No, no, no. That's not going to happen tonight. Hell, I don't know when it's going to happen because as far as I'm concerned, you may get another title shot, but you're going to start from the bottom and work yourself up. But uh, I think I know Kurt Angle, you being the first gold medalist, Olympic gold medalist in history to be in the WWE, and I'm proud of that, but you're a sportsman, Kurt. All right, you've got a heart, so I think you're here because you very much like me want to honor the superior athlete 
You two want to wish well. You two want to make the presentation of the title to Brock Lesnar himself tonight. Is that right? I didn't come out here to congratulate Brock. I came out here to kick his ass. Whoa! You see, Vince, I realize you're not gonna give me a title shot anytime soon. So tonight, one of two things is gonna happen. One, Brock Lesnar comes down here and I beat the hell out of him. Or two, I go back there, I find Brock, and I beat the hell out of him. The choice is up to Brock Lesnar. Let's go, Brock. Let's get it on. Uh, Angle, though, he says he wants to fight, and now John Cena interrupts, and they only get as far as rhyming Weiner with vagina before he gets attacked. Uh, Cena then returns the favor when Angle heads to the back. So there you go, Mr. Angle. There's your storyline going forward, it seems. I love, I just love how uh, Angle tries to chase Cena, who's in his sports utility vehicle. Red Angle's in a fucking limo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how the fuck is a limo? Yeah. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Gonna catch up to a Jeep. <laughs> well, it might be like, it might, I don't know, yeah, it might have superpowers. It's a limo. <laughs> it might have, it might it's have. It's Vince's limo for banging Sable. Oh, is it that limo? It's the, uh, it's Vince's limo. The pussy wagon. This is shot down in the locker room area. Come on out, Brock. Your ass is mine, Lesnar. You want to hide, Brock? Come on, Brock. Come on, your ass. Our first match of the night then, SmackDown Tag Titles, Eddie and Charvo versus Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. Matt Fax, he's wrestled with strep throat and he hates taking medicine. These two actually link together. Maybe that's why he wrestled with strep throat. <laughs> yeah, that kind of explains that one. Link. Yeah. I think the first time the Matt Fax actually, actually linked together. Linked together. Probably is, probably is. Uh, the Guerreros, though, they get the win with the Frog Splash in around uh, five and a half minutes. Uh, Matt, though, lays out Eddie afterwards and gives him a side effect and on the belt. This should be your US title feud for Mirror Mercy. Yeah, I'd be done with that because you have the added elements of having Charvo and Shannon outside yeah. as well. And obviously building towards going forward, they can have matches together as well. Like, it all makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Did you catch uh, what they showed during the break? No. Hoss comes out and then attacks uh, Eddie. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, it's... Genius. Yeah. I think you're wrestling. He's going to be tired from this match for later. He's already been attacked after his match. Makes, yeah, pick the pieces. It, it's one of them that well it trained kinda, by Angle. It's one of them though. It's it's sh shouldn't they be watching? I've always said that. It's do you know to just create the illusion. It's like what what are all these guys doing backstage? 
Yeah, and when guys are wrestling, where what are they doing? They're not just all together in the locker room. They've, some of them have got to be watching and paying attention to what's going off in the ring. Well, no, nowadays, Woods is always doing his YouTube channel. Yeah, oh, well, these days they've just got far too much going on outside of wrestling to worry about what's going on actually in the ring. Uh, A-Train, he joins us and he's angry because he can't beat Chris Benoit, it seems. Um, he puts the timekeeper in a crossface. So who's going to ring the bell? Like, ring the fucking bell. He's got the timekeeper. Who's going to ring the bell? I just love how he's calling people out. He's points to the guy in crowds like, you want some fat boy? Who's he calling fat? <laughs> no. Even if it turns like an hairy person. Could you wear your beard in that? <laughs> your hair's you want some baldy? <laughs> Chris Benoit, though, he charges out and he returns the favour to the train. Uh, he's the hero of timekeepers everywhere. T- train, though, he escapes and chair shots Benoit and I'm starting to smell possibly a pay-per-view match. Um, what more is there to do with them? I think that's the issue. Unless you throw Chris Benoit in with the US belt, there's no way that we can suddenly get Chris Benoit, Benoit from where he is now into world title position. Chris Benoit's yeah. fucked. Chris Benoit needs to go back to Raw. He's had a good year. He come over just after SummerSlam, you know, just before SummerSlam 2002. Just after. Just after. He's had a good year, and I think now, yeah, I think now's about a time for Benoit to go to Raw. Get Benoit involved in the IC feud. Yeah. Benoit Jericho, Benoit Christian. He could. Yeah. Great match for Christian. I think I think Benoit A Train is not what's good for Chris Benoit. (laughs) Benoit Jericho. I remember one of the best Benoit Jericho's the ladder match of the yeah, year. Oh my god. The uh, fucking uh, suicide dive with the steel chair. Oh fucking my. That was brilliant. Great few two guys that just knew each other as well. They go back so mm. such a long way. Knew each other. Bad. Oh yeah, it's absolutely fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We go backstage, Vincent Table, they're making that look at each other, uh, which makes me think that they might do with uh, having that limo. It's a shame that it's been taken away in a pursuit. We don't get an update from the pursuit, neither. No. <laughs> no so I remember it. what WrestleMania was it with Goldust and Roddy Piper? Uh, 13. Yeah. It was the Hollywood backlot yeah. brawl. Helicopter camera. Yeah. And then it got to the OJ yeah. chase. I know, you showed the OJ footage. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look, Vince just don't give a shit. He never has, don't you? Fuck. I'm not bothered. But yeah, this is the same Vince McMahon that has a go at you for using his footage on like YouTube and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Double standards, Vince McMahon. Up next, Cruiserweight title, Rey Mysterio versus Tajiri. Yes. Uh, Tajiri wins the match after hitting Rey with the Red Mist because obviously he's a heel now. And obviously the Red Mist is more powerful than the Green Mist to get the victory in around 15 minutes, 15 minutes even, in quite the solid Cruiserweight title match. Um, it was one of the matches that could have gone on first. It could have gone on midlet card. It was, uh, we need a solid couple of heels in the cruiserweight division, and Tajiri adds it's that. Perfect. Perfect. He's absolutely brilliant. Especially now, Jerry Noble's a face. Yeah. Because I think he was he was probably the only cruiserweight heel for a while. Weren't for he? a long time. For a long Obviously time. Obviously, so it was but, just Billy yeah. Kidman fucking chasing it. Then you got Nunzio, but Nunzio, he's, he's just <laughs> like a manager that wrestles every now and again. That's all Nunzio is. He's now a referee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, tag team action. The Bashams against Jamie's got a hired protection. As one Billy Gunn, he's only gone and fucking injured his shoulder again. We are not going to see Billy Gunn now, Michael, until the Rumble. Well. He's only just come back 
only just come back. We've had a good two months out of him. And Great job, Billy. Gone again. I just found this match funny with how uh, Shaniqua just dwarfs Jamie. Oh, she's, she's a big lass, isn't she, old Shaniqua? She's a big girl. She's oh, like, over six foot, Jesus. Imagine the size of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> she's a big girl. She's a big, big girl. Uh, obviously, Shaniqua, she gets involved. DQ. The uh, clothesline from hell was a bit mean. I'm to old Danny. Uh, I think it was Danny. Or, or Dougie. One of them. Or Dougie or one of them. <laughs> Look, okay. Both bald heads. No Do you know the thing is, they're not related neither. I know. And they look so alike. Is it because they've just got bald heads? It is. And how your eyes are tricking you into thinking they actually look the same because they both got bald heads. I think it is. Yeah. Um, main event time. Vince, he tries the belt presentation again. This time, I actually gets to do it. And uh, Brock Lesnar comes out. Vince is beaming. He's like a proud papa. Uh, Brock, he returns the mutual admiration and talks to an imaginary Kurt Angle. He's unstoppable, you know. The Undertaker, though, he comes out drawing a pretty lethargic reaction from the Philly crowd. It was like they were expecting somebody else to interfere in this segment and not How the fucking... How could you not expect the Undertaker? It's sort him. Big evil. Brock's a champ. Taker's yard. Da-da. 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 Taker's fucking yard. I hate to do this. And no mercy, you're going to be in the ring with me, and by God, you're going to quit one way or the other because it'll be an I quit match. And I, I hate to do that, but quite frankly, what you've become, you become a, a disrespectful little <laughs> Wait a minute! Brock Lesnar blindsided the Undertaker with that title, and I'm stomping away at the man. Lesnar meets a no mercy. in trouble, got goozled, the dead man chokes them from hell, Big Evil plants the champion, just like that, bam, choke slam, let's down flat in the middle of the ring, Sunday, October 19th, no mercy in Baltimore, Undertaker, Lesnar, and the Um, in response to Steph getting involved, because uh, she basically comes out and says that she's made the match for uh, The Undertaker to have the bag chain match we spoke about earlier. And in response to that, Vince, he books, daddy, daughter, I quit. First time ever. Last time ever as well. What, what, what's next time ever? Never needed. Next time ever. What we're we gonna have? I know he's passed Triple away. Triple H versus his daughter. I know he's passed away now, but Jim the Anvil versus Natty. Jimmy Snooker versus Tamina. <laughs> Rick and Charlotte. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. Woo! <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, uh, I will match. Oh dear me. Um. Take a little choke slams Lesnar to end the show. Uh, opening match of SmackDown. Not bad. Not a bad show. Not a, I think it, Raw probably trumps it because Raw had a bit but more going on. I find it's funny. On. I think we touched on this, I think, at SummerSlam. Uh, Steph's now in Undertaker's corner. 
So, I know you kidnapped me back in day, but you defended me on her. So have a, you can have a t- shot at world title. <laughs> it's just all messed up. Vince is booking this. It's like Vince is sat round his dining table. He's probably got Pat Patterson there, Jim Cornette. Yeah, Cornette's not Vince Russell sat round there. We caught Vince Russell still involved. I swear to you now. He has to we're be getting back a chain on a pole. We're getting back a chain on a pole. Vince Russell's still there. And he sat round his dining table and he's like, I got an idea. He goes, right, so not only will I book myself to have an affair again. Sorry, Linda. He goes, but also... I'll book uh, Joel Bischoff, we'll get him in, and I'll pay him to sneak into my house and try and sleep with, with Linda. All right, Linda. Uh, Linda, put kettle on. Uh, and then you go, and then what I also will do is we'll have an I quit match. All right. Well, do you remember that rock? Mankind, I quit. We'll go that, we'll go that level. We'll go sick. Who you got in mind? Uh, Steph. Oh, Vince. Who you got against who? Me! <laughs> See, what I don't get as well. Vince has said the word, I quit. Yeah. It's is recorded. Definitely, it's definitely just going to pre-record it and do a, uh, do a fucking rock. rock. Yeah. yeah. That's what she should have done. <laughs> Been over in seconds. <laughs> a couple of bits of news coming out of this uh, this week's TV. With Kevin Nash currently off TV due to a combination of an injury, his recent filming of The Punisher and WWE's lack of a current storyline for him, talk is already beginning to surface about his WWE future. Nash's two-year contract ends in Q1 of 2004, so obviously before April, and since the downside was about 700 grand a year, it's a lot of fucking money Kevin Nash is getting paid. Still, he's not that big of a draw. He never really was. Not really. He's the worst... Worst for draws, isn't he? The worst year in their history for world champions. Uh, most backstage feel it's ex- extremely unlikely that Kevin Nash is going to get an offer of renewal at that rate. Due to the minimal success of Nash since signing with WWE in 2002, in fact, there's some talk that WWE may even pass on renewing Nash altogether, but either way, it's expected that we'll have to take a pay cut if he wants to stay. And there's also belief that Nash is going to push for a feud with Goldberg once he comes back. Uh, Basically, uh, since Nash's character ends a Goldberg streak, uh, he's trying to, word in the back is that he's trying to get in people's ear of saying, look, we can do a bit of a rehash and carry on this, but in our company now, a la NWO. We tried the NWO in WWE. It didn't work. <laughs> but would you have any interest in... Uh, oh, nostalgia, yeah. Nash going for a Nash-Goldberg world title feud at the Rumble, let's say? For nostalgia, yeah, but that's all it is. Plus, it's not he's not Nash anymore, he's got short hair. Yeah. Big sexy as long as he's Kevin. <laughs> uh, so, overall, then, who wins? Uh, One down. Uh, I probably would say Smackdown for the matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw for the stories. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with you there because the people involved in the matches uh, were people like Jindrak and Cade yeah. compared to yeah, Guerreros and... Yeah, Tajiri and Ray. Exactly. Ready for some more Raw? If it's as good as last week. So we roll on then, September the 29th, 2003, live from Chicago, Illinois. CM Punk! CM Punk! Your He's host. not coming back. <laughs> no. 
I, I believe he may do one day. Money talks. Yeah. It'll dry up eventually. He can't keep getting knocked out in mixed martial arts. He's not in the UFC anyway. No, he won't have him again. Dana White won't have him again. He's already said, Andy, so I can't. He'll go to that Bellator. He'll go and fake Bobby Lashley at Bellator or something like that. Our opening interview, Chris Jericho and Uncle Eric in the highlight reel. And Steve Austin is suspended, apparently, for one week due to his unwarranted manhandling of Bischoff. And he's not there tonight. There you go. But, uh, I watch wrestling. <laughs> and whenever someone says they're not there <laughs> uh, the real guest tonight though is Jim Ross and while Eric is around he decides to screw over JR by asking coach what kind of match he wants he announces a country whipping match which so gets no reaction so is it a strap match Michael yeah. explain to the people that don't know what a country whipping match is what a country whipping match well, is I'd have expected it to be a strap match explain what we get no, I'm mad, but they've both got a fucking belt. They can hit each other with it. <laughs> so they can kill it. It's another one of Vince's little ideas when he sat around the table. That'll be Basham's match against Stacey. <laughs> a fucking dominatrix match. S&M on a pole. <laughs> Everything's on a pole. This is going to be tight this fucking this episode. Episode 32. Smackdown on a pole. On a pole. <laughs> Uh, Jericho he ends up putting JR into the walls but Austin makes the save despite his suspension security is called in and Austin wants to go peacefully of course um, gives him a couple of stunners as per to be expected from Stone now how we now please stand up show, show your respects to the man that allowed us to be here today there he is what's up baby what's up for you on the line here tonight and said Stone Cold Steve Austin, your buddy, saw fit to make that rematch. Being the fair general manager that I am, I think it's only fair that coach gets to decide just what kind of match that's going to be. What do you say, coach? It's up to you, man. What do you want? Eric, I, I thought you would never ask, but now, now that you mention it, right off the top of my head, I've always wondered what it was like, what it would be like to whoop JR's ass like a government mule. So, so, hear me out here, hear me out here. If you don't mind, Mr. Bischoff, why do we make tonight's match between JR and myself a good old country whipping match? Yeah! I like that! Hold on one second, Eric. Hold on one second. Have you forgotten what happened to this man's back? It's still healing. It was only a few months ago that Kane burned this man, burned his back. It's still scarred and seared 
and Scabbis. What was that sound you were making, JR, when it was your own fire, was it? Oh! <laughs> you know, you're right, Chris. And as general manager, Compassion is a big part of what makes me the success I am, and I've got to take all things into consideration. So, Coach, yeah, I absolutely agree. That's a country whoopa match. <laughs> I love it. And what do you think about that, oh. cowboy? I think you two bastards better pray that I win tonight, because. Coach and Al Snow are just like you, Eric. They suck. Al, yeah, hold yeah, on, hold on. Hold on, whoa, 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 wait, 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 Eric, wait, 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 wait. You know as well as I do that you can't physically touch any of the talent. You know that. That doesn't mean that I can't. Yeah! Oh! Oh! Al and Jericho, he put good old JR on the walls of Jericho. Yeah. Must be some local indie guys, but I did not recognise any of them. He's going to get fired. Yeah. He needs to give over because it was quite clearly put across to you by Linda. Unless be, unless provoked, you can't hurt anybody. What's she gone and done? They did put their hands on him. Yeah, but he was already suspended. So he shouldn't have been there anyway. Can't get in any more trouble if you're in trouble. He'll get fired. He's going to get fired. Uh, we see Austin getting escorted out of the building and the entrance is blocked. Uh, so Austin isn't going to be able to come back in again tonight. What's he buy the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Our first match of the night, Raw World Tag Team Titles, the Dudleys versus Test and Scott Steiner. What a bro Test is, right? <laughs> he's got his buddy back and they've got he's got a tag title shot straight away. If only... Granted, what happens, happens, but if only they would have won. If only... You could still have had it go. I could still have had what happens, happen. Mm. But they could have still won. We could still have incorporated what happens, happen, and they could have still won the titles. And let's go with that for a bit. And let's have the Dudleys chasing them, or somebody else... The, the I don't know, the fucking superheroes. Somebody else... Superheroes versus the Roydy Powers. That sounds fucking amazing. Yes, please. Uh, main event, WrestleMania 20, all over. Uh, Test, he grabs a chair, but Stacey steals it from him, resulting in his, uh, her getting shoved down. Stacey, she chairs Test, though, and the 3D finishes him at around two and a half minutes. Steiner, he jumps in, being the superhero that he is, saves Stacey from further abuse. But then he points out what we've all been saying, that she's a bit of a bad egg, and she's kind of keeps screwing people over. So what does he do? He turns on Stacey with a suplex. Yes! The Roydy he's Powers. He's got a point. He's got a fucking very valid point. And the Roydy Powers are he not only him riding him. Yep. She cost him the tag titles tonight. Yep. 
She made him miss that episode of Raw before WrestleMania. I do blame her because they were a legit couple then still. So yeah. I do blame her. Yeah, she's a fucking bad egg. Stacy just nearly knocked down by Let Ted. Let it go, Stacy. He screwed him again. Not that he didn't deserve it because I don't like him anyways. And I know you're not going to go ask for your forgiveness. But what about me? You want to know if I forgive you? Because after all, you did cost me the match at Unforgiven. And you did just cost me the world tag team titles. And now you want to know if I forgive you? Hell no. What? What? Scott's... Oh, my God! What's he doing? Scott Steiner over! Oh! A belly to belly on poor Stacey Keebler! What is Scott Steiner thinking? You never put your hands on a woman! Openers for Raw, as it goes. Opening segment, opening match. Steiner's got a fucking point. <laughs> Steiner has a very valid point. But, but what happens now, though, because she's con- contractually obligated to still manage Test. So, are now we're going to see Test bully Steiner, but Steiner bully Stacy. I don't think Test is going to be bullying Steiner anymore. I think he's... Are we good now? I think we, I think they're good now. He's going to both bully Stacy. Fucking point of that unforgiving then. Well, point of that amazing promo package has led to that segment. <laughs> One of the best promo packages we've had. I hate wrestling. I don't. I fucking adore it. It's beautiful. But um, this is the reason why I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's good that Steiner's heel again. That yeah. is one shining light. Well, this Steiner should have always been heel. Yeah, it's, Steiner is heel. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Speaking of heels, when it sh- it shows a graphic of Triple H who's got an announcement to make, it looks so much like fucking Gangrel. <laughs> he's gonna where the hair is. It's yeah, the hair. white shirt. Yeah, he's gonna ch- chuck bo- water bottle away and pick up a glass of blood and spit blood into the ground. <laughs> Evolution come out through flames through the stage. <laughs> yeah. Hold yes, down yes. For that. yes, please. Hold down for that. Leviathan, the big red mayor comes out. Um, he's come out to talk about. I imagine the current events surrounding McMahon's uh, eldest. Uh, but it's a suddenly a clash of the former partners as Hurricane interrupts. And Kane, he's got the odd-looking contact lens in one eye. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Are we explaining this? Is this? I don't think this ever gets explained. Is this ever. from the fire? Or is it from the last man standing? Or When he uh, emptied that blood packet onto Shane, do you think a bit got into his eye? That's probably what it is. But I got pink eye. <laughs> that's what it is that's exactly what it is uh, Kane then starts to pick on a little kid in the front row and Hurricane as we spoke about a bit ago he makes the save but gets laid out bringing out Rosie to make the save uh, but they manage to dump Kane um, so anything's better than him feuding with McMahon I suppose when McMahon's not on TV but I don't know Kane still should have Super Rosie should have fucking both. destroyed the both of them should have yeah. absolutely destroyed both of them but I would wouldn't mind I could be happy with Rosie versus Kane or Hurricane versus Kane as a way of um, giving Kane something to do and not having him and Shane have too much interaction before they have any more interaction. That makes sense. Sort of. <laughs> Who's it gonna be? 
Kane, Don't look up here. Kane is looking around this audience. Now he can't possibly. I don't think anybody in the locker room wants to find him. <laughs> look at that. Look at what? It's a little hurricane fan. He's just a kid. How about you, kid? Hey, did your mommy and daddy ever tell you that there's no such thing as a monster? Well, they lied! I think you need to feel my pain! No, oh my god, he he's not going to do this. He is not going to grab this young child at ringside. Oh, there's a hurricane from behind. Attacking Kane, at least for the moment, thank goodness, that kid did nothing to Kane. Oh, and that's Kane. Hard into the steel ring post. And now the hurricane may start to pay the price for attacking Kane from behind. Oh. Big boot to Hurricane. If he can't fly, he better fly out of here. Well, he's not much of a superhero right now, is he, Al? Kane kind of flipping that kick, flipping those wings. Oh, here's Rosie. Here's Rosie, the, the superhero in training from behind attacking Kane. And now, well, there you go. That's what happened. Rosie was getting ready to fly now, folks. The Hurricane and Rosie, and there goes Kane over the top. Up next is your former tag champions, the Bellends, versus Maven, Mark Jindrak and Garrison Cade. Did you notice uh, when Team Maven made her entrance? <laughs> Team, is that what we call it? Team Maven. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? Team Lillian Maven. Garcia. Says, why not Team Basket Case? Lillian Garcia. A combined weight of... Uh... She was a bit she forgot. She forgot the... Yeah. It's a lot to remember, I would say that. Cue cards. Make your job easier. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, La Resistance, they get the double choke slam, but Jindrak gets the rebound clothesline, and they finish Conway with a double-team dropkick in 3 minutes 44. Caden Jindrak, I know main event Maven's part of this, but they get a win against the former Yeah, I did not see that coming. I did I not see the, that coming. I thought the Bellends would have won. So what, what now for the Bellends? Back to France. <laughs> One-way trip. Because... Back to Uwe like they, They've brought in, uh, they've brought in the, that fake ex-serviceman and it's not really gone anywhere because it's been downhill since. Yeah. He's the male Stacey Keebler. He's a bad egg. What's happened to our beloved Belens? Well, yeah, Rob Conway killed the NWA title. Runway has come on and he's just... He's shat Runway? On. Is that what we're calling him now? <laughs> he's shot on the Belens. Rob Runway. <laughs> we see uh, Austin petitioning to get back in. And RVD tracks him down and thanks him for the ladder match. And then we get uh, a certain uh, development wrestler appears on screen. Looks pretty warm for a frozen Nazi. <laughs> I really should have wished they would have gone with that gimmick. I really do. Yeah. I really do. I don't know how and where and what they would have done with it. But yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Instant heat no, for starters. To be fair... I did kind of like Heidenreich. His poetry. I'm not gonna the whole thing. Uh, the whole raping Michael Cole. The whole the whole shebang. 
Right, I thought the Heidenreich character was fucking brilliant, and I can't wait for Heidenreich. But yeah, John Heidenreich appears on screen, and, and he introduces himself and points out that he's bought a ticket just to see Austin. And obviously that gives Austin a little bit of an idea. We are back live at the Austin Arena. Stone Cold Steve Austin still in the parking lot. I just want a damn beer. That's all I want is a damn beer. Steve. Yeah, they told me I could find you out here, man. Sucks you got thrown out of Raw, huh? Look, you set this ladder match up tonight I got with Christian for the IC title. I just wanted to catch you and say thank you, man. Well, uh, don't worry about thanking me. Just uh, kick the creepy little bastard's ass. I will. We'll go do it. For you. Can I just go and go to the bathroom? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, Stand right here. In front of me right now. I never dreamed this day would happen. But since it has, I want to introduce myself. My name is John Heidenreich. It's an honor and a privilege to meet you, Stone Cold. I spent the last 10 years of my life becoming a WWE superstar. I bought a ticket tonight for me and little Johnny to come here and meet you, Stone Cold. What'd you say? I bought a ticket to meet you, Stone Cold Steve Austin, to meet you. Really? Yes, sir. Nice to meet you. You. How you doing? Up next, live from Satellite, is the game himself. And he points out what we already know, that he'll have the title back soon enough. And then we go really old school. And I love when we have bounties. Like Harley Race Ric Flair. Well, I, there's a couple of bounties I remember. Um, one was the Royal... I think it's around two Royal Rumbles. One was Royal Rumble 98, the bounty on Stone Cold. Mm. Eliminate Stone Cold, £50,000 or something like that. Or dollars, obviously, whatever it was. And it come to the point where Austin made his appearance in the Rumble. The clock ticked down. Everybody stopped. There was a, wrestler, a ring full of wrestlers. Everybody stopped. Turned to the ramp. Austin came from the crowd and started whooping ass. He was throwing people out. Mark Merrill, poof. Salvador since here, poof. You know, people of that level. Oh, so, the low cards. Oh, yeah. um, and then you had the one that had the Royal Rumble... 99, no chance in hell. Where McMahon put the bounty on Austin, where get him, throw him out of the rumble again, and ensure I win, and you get X amount of money. And Mankind managed to get hold of the money because Rock obviously was involved in the finish and got presented the money. Then Mankind got hold of the money and started throwing it in the arena. I just thought, yeah, fans. And obviously it probably wasn't. I'd like to always think sometimes that it is legit money, uh, but obviously it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I remember uh, that. Uh, it's, oh, it's jumping way ahead in the future. Uh, but when McMahon started call random people, he used to give money. Oh, the million dollar mania. Oh my, that was fucking brilliant, that was. And when it was like, this is not working the way Vince ever intended to work because the problem was, like with anything that's live TV, when you're ringing people, there's a chance they're not going to be in. Yeah. There's a chance it's it's just not going to work. It's not going to connect. And they had Million Dollar Mania had so many problems, and they ended up giving away probably a hundred grand in total. And then it was like, nope, this needs to end. How are we going to end? Make the sign fall on me. 
like yeah, that was the start of his bad luck as yeah, well, weren't it? Leading you, up to his you had that death. Re- yeah, I did like the oh, this was kind of a callback to the Blue Blood Triple H. Oh yeah, definitely. As well, rich white boy from Connecticut beat this guy up. I'll give you money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's a he's a McMahon it. now, isn't he? He's, I'm always surprised that he doesn't go around calling himself Paul McMahon. <laughs> it always baffles. Yes. I always expect him his... to take her name, yeah, and him to call oh, her McMahon. Paul Levesque hyphen McMahon. No, McMahon Levesque. <laughs> so welcome to the Freak Show. Up next, it is announcer versus announcer for the battle of the announcers for the position of announcer. Jericho's doing play by play. Jericho's doing play by play in Coach's place. Former world champion and third string raw announcer. Yes, Jericho. You've, you've hit fucking main event. When main event Maven's getting pushed more than you are on Raw. Completely inspiring CM Punk here. He has a problem. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favourite episodes of Raw in like recent history. When uh, Punk's on commentary. Yeah, when he's like, Triple H has to barter. So he's like, right, you have a match then. We've got Cena versus Sheamus. I'll ref. Punk's like, you commentate. Can I wear your jacket? You can have my jacket. I'm in! And so <laughs> Punk commentates. It's just surreal. And obviously Vince comes back then and fires Triple H. There's more than I... Yeah. I'm, anything that's against the grain, I always enjoy in wrestling. That's what wrestling's that, supposed to be. Yeah, anything that shouldn't be what it, what you're used to seeing, I absolutely love. Uh, so the match, Coach gets whipped, Bischoff runs in, gets whipped, JL gives Coach the worst Stone Cold Stunner in recorded history. Ever. Getting the victory in around four and a half minutes. Um, so what was the point of all that then? Um, we've had three storylines this year involving JR getting fired. One of them, get rid of the D. <laughs> what annoyed me, though, about all this, after the match, Al Snow and Coach have got to go backstage now. It would have been funny, though, for Al Snow and Coach to... Uh, if they would have had to call the main the rest event. Of the show. Yeah, if they would have had to call like Triple H and Goldberg, trying to paint the picture of all the backstory what's leading them up when they don't actually really know what's going on because you probably know they weren't paying attention. <laughs> we weren't even paying attention. Yeah, there is that. Austin comes to the ring because he now has a ticket. That's not how it works. For starters, it worked. It, how does it do it with a ticket? <laughs> <laughs> there was not much dialogue between them both to distinguish where this ticket was in the arena. Even no. if Austin was in the right part of the arena, it could have been the other side. Could have been nosebleeds. <laughs> and the, steward, the security were not doing their job, right? No, no. They just let him rock straight they, past. They've just, they've just ejected him from the arena. Like, did, did you see the shit with Enzo at Survivor Series? Yeah. Right, imagine if then Enzo just walked straight back and I've got a ticket, though. <laughs> that was quite funny, actually. The end of, <laughs> second row was fucking genius. Absolutely, it didn't. From all accounts, it didn't work because it was all about him trying to hype his rap concert. But he booked his rap concert in the same town Raw was, and his idea was once the crowd comes out of Raw, they'll come to the concert and it'll all work perfect. Only that the concert started two hours after Raw finished. You fucking idiot, Enzo, and you can't teach that, can you? You can't teach stupidity, can you? Uh, my name's Enzo Amore. I'm a fucking idiot, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is Big Cass. He's got a big fat fucking. Have you seen <laughs> What's he been doing? No one the Big Cass with the big ass. I love that Carmel. Like they bought an house, him and Carmela, or something along them lines, and they were looking at buying an house or something. And the next thing you know, they've split up. It's like, ah, could you probably fucking et everything? You're not seeing fucking size of the cunt. 
Jesus. And this ain't no... This is not no fucking Chris Hero, I have a medical condition. This is I'm a big cunt. I'll bet the X out of the I want to see real one and big... What's he calling himself on indie scene? Have you seen? You can't be big cast, big can Big Cassidy. You? Oh, is he? Is he? <laughs> big Cassidy and real one take over the world. In the ring, Teddy, she interviews Lita so she can plug a book. And there's only one word to describe Lita. Lita. <laughs> Molly and Kim though interrupt because they're not feeling the merchandise love and this leads to Trish getting involved but Victoria we've yeah. been asking for her for a long time she finally comes back Victoria they've remembered we've got Victoria they've remembered at last and we get a bit of an evil three on two beat down I just love how Molly was saying like where's my book where's Gail's DVD why the fuck would Gail on the DVD? She's been there three months. Gail, I'm it dragging. It'll be the shortest DVD I'm ever. I'm dragging with Gail Kim. It'll be the shortest DVD ever. Gail Kim's highlight reel so far would be winning Battle Royale, losing world title, and interfering in Trish's match. That's it. <laughs> That's your DVD, Gail Kim. Up next, Tag Team Dissension, one of our favourites. It's Kane versus The Hurricane. Uh, the match towards the end, Hurricane hits Kane with a somersault plancher, uh, gets tossed to the ring. Uh, he tries a shining wizard, gets two count, but Kane slams him out of the corner, finishes with a choke slam in just under a minute. Uh, it was what he should have been. Yeah. Uh, it, complete squash. Uh, but doesn't Kane look so different compared to a year ago when these two were running with tag titles? I just think he looks bigger. I don't yeah, know what not, it is. I don't know not, if... Uh... Really big of either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, look, he looks bloaty bigger. Yeah. He looks swelly bigger. Um, Much like Big Cass. Don't fucking know. But yeah, it was, that was, did its job. It ended the little bit of uh, back and forth between them uh, them two and with Rose involved in as well. And so obviously next week now, maybe Shane will come back or maybe somebody else will fill the void that Hurricane filled this week. Maybe we'll get Kane versus Rosie. Maybe. Maybe. Up next, the tights. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Very impatiently, because we all know I'm the most impatient person in the world. Um, for this moment, where Goldberg fully embraced his Newcastle United love, and he comes out wearing not just white fucking trim on the old black shorts. He's now got... Half white. Right half down the black. middle. Down the middle. One black, one white. I fucking love it. As he tags with HBK again to go against Evolutions, Randy Orton and Ric Flair. Press slam for Orton into a spear for Flair, which looked incredibly sloppy. But Rodney Mack, of all people, runs in for a bit of a bizarre DQ in around five and a half minutes. Talking to Buggy, just want to pay day. Goldberg beats down Mack. Only then for Mark Henry to come in and beat up Michaels. Beat so, the shit out of Michaels. Does that indicate... It's your fucking two right, it did. Does that indicate that we are going to get Goldberg versus Mark Henry? Yeah. Michaels versus Mark Henry going forward? Mark Henry for... There is so many fucking wrestlers on that roster that could get put into that position to be in, but put again, into the main event. It does with the bounty uh, storyline. It does. World's strongest man. That's a good gimmick to try and claim the bounty. Yeah, but is there been enough emphasis on Mark Henry for it to be a worthwhile no. 
That's the. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's probably the always. Two thousand three Henry. No. Like, can you remember the uh, Henry of now, as we know him now? Yeah, maybe. It reminds me of. Can you remember when uh, Stasiak was trying to get the Rock uh, yeah. on behalf of Austin? And, and every time he'd run to the Rock, he's, yeah, he'd move out of the way or jump over. Oh, it But they'd never be. That would have never been position of a credible wrestler to be in that position. No. So I think using somebody like Mark Henry to kind of disagree with everything I've just said. Uh, I think it's a decent position, but do I really want to see Mark Henry against Goldberg? Can Goldberg lift Mark Henry? That's we'll the question. Out. Yeah, that's the oh, that's that's the question. Main event time in Connell title ladder match: Christian against Rob Van Dam. Um, Christian also says he's never lost a ladder match. Does he not remember No Mercy two thousand one, <laughs> where he lost to his brother? <laughs> <laughs> we get more hype for the rundown. You better watch this film. Or WWE is going to kick your ass. Kick your yeah, ass. I wish I never watched it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. You don't I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm not going to. So the ladder match, uh, they both climb up once, but both fall off. Rob lands on the other ladder, though, however, and comes off the top with a frog splash. Back up the ladder with Christian trapped under. Rob wins in around 13 and a half minutes. Not a bad ladder match as, as non-pay-per-view ladder matches mm. go, because it's never going to be outstanding because they no. save that good stuff for when it's pay-per-view time. For big paydays. Yeah, of course. Um, what always gets me, though, about these ladder matches, why is the first ladder always a fucking step ladder? You know it's not going to reach. Yeah. Why the fuck is he using it? Yeah. Totally. 100% agree. But that's that was only a later thing, though, because like, if you remember the original ladder matches, they weren't that high. It was only, always one ladder. Always one ladder. Well, only for the, the first two times, um, because the first time was Brett, Sean... They had one ladder. And then you had Sean Razor, Mania, one ladder. And then you had SummerSlam, two ladders. And then it's been two two ladders or to the point now where if it's TLC, it's about twenty five. Eighteen thousand ladders in fucking attendance. More more ladders than there uh, than in Oh TLC perfect this year because it's all on fucking ridiculous, stage, yeah. isn't it? To be fair, that was impressive that time when Cena was it in a weird barrett yeah. when he pulled down all chairs. That was well impressive. There was a new policy in WWE where the writers want any wrestler who gets a big cut in a match to wear a bandage on the next show to help sell the injury better. This has been seen recently with Triple H and La Resistance after their respective Unforgiven matches. But Triple H has always done that. Yeah. But it should always be the case, and obviously Kane did it. You're supposed to sell. Yeah, Kane did it with the fire, and he come out with that little bit of bandage around his arm. Because yeah. that's what fire does. Well, it's all ointment is put on. Rumours continue to persist, Michael. That Evolution is going to get a new member or two soon two. to compensate the loss of Triple H. The word on who is most likely at this point are the obvious choice of Batista upon a return. Mm -hmm. Of course. As well as Maven. Main event Maven Could in Evolution. Could you imagine? Yes. I'd be all over yes, that Yes, please. Could you imagine? Keel main event Maven. Could you imagine? That would be fucking amazing. That explains as well why he gets a lot of program work with Evolution. Oh, you can see he's, he's he's got to have been seen. But is that because he's the first tough enough guy and they want to prove that it's, yeah. a, it's a viable it's a success. thing and it's a success? And uh, But I like Maven. Maven's, Maven's theme music wins for me. Um, now, were you aware over the last couple, last month or so uh, that Kurt Angle was wrestling when his sister passed away? Uh, oh. On the last pay-per-view, he'd actually found out like either on the day or the day before. Um, and he took the month off and he's just returned to TV this weekend. Uh, so obviously that 
it's got to have some form of effect on you. Yeah. Fair play. I, I, I can't even put words to it, but fair play to wrestle on a pay-per-view when, when you've gone through that. When you've gone through that. Uh, so he's, he took some... Um, he took a bit of time away. He's only had a two-week off and he's, uh, he's come back to... Come, fair play, to be fair, to have something like that happen in your life and two weeks to come back and to be yeah. inserted into what's quite a humorous uh, next like three weeks of TV for SmackDown. His feud with John Cena mm. is the back and forth is, is hilarious. And what must be going through his head, fucking fair play to him. Um, but yeah, uh, overall episode Raw, thoughts? Not a bad show. The ladder match was really good, I thought. Compared to last week? I think the Kane, as we said, it's good to see Kane building his storyline with Shane, because Shane not there. No, definitely. So then we move on, October 2nd, 2003. Uh, we are taped from Milwaukee. Your host, as always, are Colin Taz. Opening match, US title. I love how near enough every title has been on the line so far. I think that's yeah. it now. I think the US title... Smackdown tags have not been on the top. Oh, yeah, they have. Yeah, Carreros. There you go, then. Every title's been on the line in three weeks of TV. <laughs> Two weeks of TV. What better? That's not bad, that is all. Not bad. And that's on both shows. Both shows. Because we've had the IC, Lynn Ladder matches. Women's not, title. It's just a prop. That's just something so they've got something to... Talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Accessory. So it is Eddie Guerrero versus Matt Hardy for the US title. Matt Fax. Matt has four speeding tickets and has gotten out of more than 20 of them. So that means he's been caught speeding more than 24 times. <laughs> That's a lot. How's he not like been having his license taken away from him? Uh, the match, Matt gets the net breaker, uh, calls in Shannon. Eddie fights him off though while Charvo distracts the ref and plays dead to draw the ref's attention to the US title belt in Matt's hand. And then he uses the other belt to KO Matt and finish with a frog splash eight and a half minutes. And what a distance. Tremendous cheating to win. And what a distance on that frog fucking splash. Fucking wasn't it just? That that was close to fucking Near close. enough, yeah, definitely. Um, not a bad way to kick off SmackDown. Say it every week, don't we? At all. That's... They've, they've nailed it, haven't they? If only they could get the, the end bit to be as good as the start, SmackDown would be fucking amazing. Because the middle portion's usually okay. Because it's usually a bit of humour, a bit of wrestling, a bit of girth, we all A-chain. But then they get to end and it's either something we have McMahon or something we have, at minute, a bag chain. Join the, the start, they've got nailed. Cruiserweights, tags, quick, fast-paced. And I, I, it kind of falls into that, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Cruiserweights. Bob Cruiserweight champion, <laughs> Yeah, it falls into that. Uh, yeah, just fast-paced. I thought, yeah, brilliant. Perfect way to start off. Um, earlier tonight... We get uh, John Cena dropping some uh, rhymes on Kurt Angle. And then we go elsewhere to the Guerreros. They bump into Big Show and confront him about his actions last week. Um, Show says he doesn't like Eddie's kind, but he likes the food. So... Big Show's racist. We're going with the Triple H fucking... Uh, Booker, Booker T. T. Angle. But with not that many uh, racial attacks because at least he says, I like your food. Which he goes on to show a little bit later. A bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> During the break, Chavo confronts Eddie about not standing up to Big Show, but he has a plan. Hmm, I wonder. Loaded burrito by any chance. Up next, I don't know how they keep getting... You know, we joke about how Raw's tag division is fucked. Smackdown's is not much better, is it? The APA versus the Bashams. See, I thought this would be No Mercy pre-show. Yeah, it would be in 2018 if this was the roster. <laughs> this would be on the pre-show. 
Uh, power slam gets two on Danny, but the ref's bumped. Shaniqua boots Bradshaw outside, and the Bashams get double team leg sweep Larry and Farouk for the pin in around four minutes. Why did that match feel the need to have a ref bump? And why did the Michael Taz call Farouk, Farouk and also call him Ron Simmons at the same time? I don't know. Pick his name. Pick one. Stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, though. Um, it's like I, I always understood, I never understood, like, in later years when they have the APA reunion and it's always Bradshaw and Ron Simmons why is it not Bradshaw and Farouk because that was the character well, when they returned they were calling him Ron they Simmons they were calling him Ron Simmons but now, now they're calling him Farouk, Farouk again yeah it just none of it makes sense none of it makes sense up next Chris Benoit versus Charlie Haas uh, they fight over a lock up in the corner to start as A-Train on colour makes a clever pun about showing no mercy at no mercy <laughs> Book him in the main event. I love A-Train. With comedy skills like that, it should be main event. Oh, 100%. Uh, rolling Germans into a sharpshooter by Benoit, but Haas makes the ropes. Which is brilliant. He's fucking float over mm. into a sharpshooter. Uh, Haas gets a sloppy overhead suplex right on Benoit's hurt. neck. Fucking ow. But then he comes back, though, with a cross-face drawing, training for DQ around eight and a half minutes. Uh, train does the beatdown on Benoit afterwards. This was, again, just set up. Um, I don't understand why they don't use um, somebody else in A-Train's position. Uh, we said it on the last episode of SmackDown just then. It's You You can't get Benoit stuck. You really, unless you put him yeah. into the US title feud. But do we really want any more Benoit and Eddie? Um, like I said, Benoit has got to go to Raw. Who else could you put him on SmackDown with other than Cena? Billy Gunn. If he'd not smashed his shoulder, Cena. Um, he's he's just finished with Rhino, so we definitely can't put him with fucking Rhino again. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, that's Matt it. Matt Hardy. The roster, yeah, but the rosters are thin yeah. on both sides. The rosters, it, it's amazing how they've gone from having such a packed roster in like, because it it was it seemed packed. It was too packed. But it's split it off now. Yeah. It just. Yeah. That's what the draft's done. That's the thing. It was too packed and now it's too thin. Because they're giving more guys TV time, yeah. But there's only so much you can do. Definitely. Vincent Sable joined us to call out Stephanie for her decision about the I Quit match. Now, since they've already made the graphic for the pay-per-view, I'm pretty sure she's already agreed. Yeah. But when Steph comes out, she'll she'll fall out of shirt. God. Is she putting... That is somebody else's top. I've never seen... The fucking Triple H's want to make an explosion like they are there. They are making they a leap of fucking faith to get on that top. On a silver platter. Don't they just? We get a bit of an emotional family moment um, as like I still can't get my head around how they've got to this point. <laughs> but again, Vincent said, I quit. I quit on yeah, recording. She should have just recorded it. Should have just recorded it. Uh, Stephanie gets into a fight with Sable. Vince fucking rags Stephanie off Sable. And then power slams her. <laughs> and then Undertaker, though, comes out to make the save because obviously he's still sticking up for that bird that he tried to kidnap years and years and years ago. And the segment ends with Stephanie. She's broke down. She's in tears. She doesn't want to fight her father in I Quit because she knows that her father does want to fight her in <laughs> an I Quit, I quit match. match. He books it. He's so up for this. He books himself He's to book so it. He's so up for this. It's unreal. Like, he's like, I'm going to kick fuck out of her. I really am. I'm going to batter her. Elsewhere, 
we get a Mexican stereotype named Jose, of course. Is this Ricardo Rodriguez? <laughs> he tries to deliver a burrito to Eddie, but Big Show intercepts him, spits in one of them, sends it off to Eddie. He really likes his burritos. I remember when I... I couldn't remember this bit with the segment before, but when it got to this, instantly my mind went to him running back when he comes out for his match, gets the shits and has to run back. It's like, my God, this is like PG-level humour. And I remember the next like, step. Fucking wait, Drake Maverick, the other week, they had him pissing himself yeah. in Survivor Series. What, what the big fuck's show. all that about with Big Show? <laughs> wow. Big Show loves toilet humour. Big Show loves toilet humour, there you go. But, you know, you got to give Big Show props. He's up for, you know... He's a he company guy. Stick him in a fucking nappy and he's not arsed. He'll have a laugh. Fucking New Year's baby Big Show. He's not bothered. He'll, He'll do it for a penny. Oh, oh, fucking hell yeah. Hell yeah. Up next, Cruiserweight title to Jerry Billy Kidman. I forgot about Billy Kidman. I think Tony Wilson did it all. <laughs> Tarantula sets up the big kick, but Kidman ducks it and drop kicks him for two. Kidman goes over the top in the corner, but Tajiri goes low and finishes with the big kick around five and a half minutes. I like how they've gone here with Tajiri and he's picking up wins. Yeah. He's a, they, it should they, be. They're going with it and he should be. He should he's be. a champ. Exactly, exactly. Up next, Big Show versus Orlando Jordan and everything what you expect it to be. But wait, no it isn't because Big Show has the squits. What a close line. What is the, he's doubled over. The Big Show's doubled over. I can see that. He's making a funny face, too. Where the hell's he going? Big Show, is the match going out of the ring? That was all on his backside. Do you think that... The referee Mike Sparks is counting. What's he doing? I don't think Big Show cares. Big Show... Like Mother Nature might have called for. Yeah, but maybe the burritos had a, some sort of effect on the big show. Is oh, no. Orlando Jordan's back gonna to get, his gonna feet. get counted out, Cole. Big show's gonna get. Oh. Big show just got counted out. The winner of this match is the result of a countout. Orlando Jordan. Orlando Jordan just won a huge matchup over the big show. Wins a win. Where the hell is the big show going? What the hell's the matter with him? I don't know. This is bizarre. So, your winner by count out. A very dazed and confused Orlando Jordan. So, does that make diarrhea his new finisher then? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, Better than trying to get me. Okay. Big Show's, I don't know what they're doing with Big Show. Big Show's gone from main event to tagging the A-Train to having squits on SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope he's okay, that's all I can say, because if it's sickness and diarrhoea, it could be 48 hours, it could knock him out. I hope he's okay. I hope he's got enough toilet roll. Well, we go backstage, and Big Show drops a load while Eddie steals the toilet paper, much to that serious side of show. Uh, like, imagine to this being built up to like a pay-per-view match, and it's built over like, he's give me the shits. I think it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I think the build to this match at No Mercy... You give me the shits. <laughs> Up next, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Undertaker. It's not a bad tag team match, that. That's a main event. That's not a bad that's tag team ma- match That's the SmackDown main event. Uh, Angle comes in, walks into a boot from Cena. He hits both of the hills with released Germans and goes into the rolling Germans on Cena, who grabs his chain, eats Angle with it and gets the pin in 16 minutes. Then the Brock and the Undertaker battle continues outside. Brock gets chokeslammed through a table to end the show. 
Why are the commentators glossing over the fact that John Cena has a pin, now got a pinfall victory over the former WWE champion? He's now got a pinfall victory over the former WWE champion. There you go. Which they should be making... Cena got a win over the former WWE champion. If this would have been the next thing that Cena does is win the world title, this could have been one of the stepping stones towards that. So this will be in promo packages. This will be in highlight reels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but overall, two down. I think I preferred Smackdown for this week. I'm with you. It's one all. Yeah. Raw won last week. Smackdown won this one. Purely for the McMahons. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, the matches and uh, the comedy we It's the level of talent as well, though. It's like we say yeah. every single week. Um, Raw doesn't help themselves that they have piss poor storylines and Smackdown are going down that route. But what Smackdown have that Raw don't have is that they can back it up with some good in ring action. Because everyone on SmackDown basically is a great Batman. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Wilson in India. <laughs> hey, Nidia's very good at a role. And Domery. Hey, Domery's very good at getting married. <laughs> hey, she must know some moves. That's for sure. All right, Bill. We miss you. So then we move on. 6th of October, live from Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Your host, RJR and the King. Al Snow, I wonder if he'll kick around as we said, or I wonder if he's now been forever be seen on heat and never to grace the shores of Raw ever again. An <laughs> opening match, Kane and Rosie, we said on the last episode that there's a chance it'd happen and it, it, it's a way to extend the uh, Kane being on TV, being dominant, but mm. also not having him and Shane have too much interaction, save it for the pay-per-view. Exactly. Um, interesting editing, I don't know if you picked it up with the video package. They showed footage of the Hurricane saving the little kid and then cut to Kane beating him in the match, acting as like it was in the same segment. Yeah, it made me wonder why. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it was interesting how they did it that way. Uh, Kane gets the win uh, with the choke slam, three, about three and a half minutes. Um, Rosie's not looking great. Uh, he looked a bit mistimed. He always, he always, he's not quite a botcher, but he like just mistimes things and yeah. he, he still looks green. green. Yeah. And I don't know if staying with Hurricane's going to... I don't know. Hurricane's a good wrestler, but I, I, there's not much the Hurricane of his style that he could show... Right, Rosie, right, let's get on this top rope. Right? <laughs> what we're going to attempt now is a crossbody. <laughs> so I... So you jump into it. <laughs> uh, Kane, he finishes the segment off by chokeslamming Hurricane for good measure. And then Shane does interrupt and lays him out with absolutely no sign of any injury. Um, so obviously it's good to know that the hospital gave him the full clearance. Them internal injuries they were worried about. He's fine. Yeah. 100% recovery. I, I don't understand why they didn't need to add Shane to that. That could have ended with him just uh, popping with Hurricane, having the chokeslam segment at the end, and then that segment finishing, and then save Shane for a beatdown on him or for any sort of interaction for next week. Yeah, because what happens next is a bit um, premeditated, shall we say? Let's say that, yeah. Um... Kane, though, he rampages through the production truck, finds Shane, who runs into his limo. Kane smashes the window, where's Goldberg when you need him? Uh, but Shane escapes out of the front door and sends the car crashing into a truck. Now, I had a few problems with this segment, because... A limo uh, does not usually <laughs> have a two-before. It was, it was a good limo. I always do like to see them like, play a little bit of fucking smash em with the vehicles. Every now and again, they'll fuck up a couple of cars for yeah. our entertainment pleasure. But yeah, is Kane dead now then? Is that what they're saying? Attempted murder. Yeah, is 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 that it now? But to be fair, he has got some fucking superhuman powers as everyone's favourite red mayor. Because 
He's, he's been thrown into a, a bin full of flames and he's survived that. And now he's, he's, he's been killed. <laughs> so if he can come back from this, how is Shane McMahon going to stop the big red machine? How can anyone stop him? Shane! Where's Shane at? God, ladies and gentlemen, we've just can we just witness a horrific accident? This is that wasn't the accident, Jr. That was on purpose. That was no accident. Jr. He does the Owen voice. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, for the man that set him on fire. It's what I like to. I refer, started referring to it now. Is like the what I well the way I last watches that EastEnders, and if something bad happens on EastEnders, they use what I like to call the Peggy music. So it's like. Instead of having the uh, normal theme tune as the show goes off the air, they use this slowed down piano version to kind of like enhance how sad and depressed it is that Marge is dead because she stumbled over it square and got hit by a taxi or something like that. But so he uses that voice. He used it at Unforgiven. He's using it too much. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> sad. When he uses it, he's like, well, Jerry... And it's straight away, the, the tone drops. Jerry goes with him. But it's horrible that the voice that he used in such a horrific and sad instance with Owen, that is the voice that he decides to go to to describe sad moments. Far too much used. Uh, JR, he comments how he thinks it might have been premeditated on Shane's part. Oh, yeah. So limos, they, they don't really have, like you said, they don't really have two by fours just kicking around in the, uh, in the front seat. Um, up next, Gail Kim versus Lita. Why is Molly on commentary? <laughs> is Lita now number one contender by proxy? Yeah, because she's returned. Yeah, you need to go away for a bit, come back and you're instantly number one contender. That's how Divas Division works. 
at women's division, hashtag evolution. See, that's the only reason why Molly's on commentary. That's the only thing you have to think of. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Uh, Lita gets the win in around six minutes. Um, we go backstage, though, as Uncle Eric and the police are there. Um, we've got a flaming wreckage. It's... Kane's dead. He's got to be. He's got to be dead. If I if this carries on and Kane doesn't die, I'm telling you, what is Shane going to do at Survivor Series? <laughs> There's nothing he can do. How's he going to stop him by literally he's going to have to deca- decapitate him live on pay-per-view just to prove he's dead? <laughs> Kane will not die. Uh, we go back to earlier today to another pre-recorded Triple H promo. Uh, he's still showing the old, the same intensity. He still believes that he is the best, even though, as I quoted and said earlier, uh, he's been saying for a long, 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 long period of time to be the best, you've got to be wearing that big gold belt. It ain't going on more. Wearing that big gold big belt. Bill's got it, Triple H. Um, I, I like how, obviously, he's away. You, this is obviously the period of time he's away having this, the groin injury mm. looked at and sorted out. Um, it's good that they keep him on TV with the pre recorded segments. He probably recorded all these in one go. Uh, and so they can drop him in every couple of weeks or every week until he's back. Meanwhile, Sean says that he wants Mark Henry tonight. And we see Scott Steiner and his hooch Stacy come out. Uh, for some insane rambling, Scott Steiner. Uh, uh, it, I like the change of attitude. But I wanted to see a little bit more of... I don't I don't want to say I want to see women Stacy get battered by Steiner. <laughs> right, but... But... <laughs> but... Consequences. Yeah. Uh, but Bischoff comes out and he's happy with his change of attitude and he'll handpick his opponent for the upcoming match next. And that opponent being one Spike Dudley. Well, yeah, because, you know, Hurricane got beat up earlier. Who else is a face jobber? Spike is the only face jobber left really knocking about that can go over, uh, put somebody over and it not really bother him. Spike can lose every single week and still be cheered and loved because yeah. he's a Dudley. He's a little Spike Dudley. Yeah, he's the runt of the litter. Uh, so Steiner finishes quickly with the downward spiral. Uh, the Dudley boys, though, they come out and make the save and lay out Steiner, but Test gets him out of there. Um, what got me is, though, you'd think that somebody would have mentioned at some point that, like, not only... It wasn't even two years or something like that that Stacey was managing the Dudley boys. There's no reference to that whatsoever in this entire feud. No. Uh, she was she was she made wearing camo look incredibly attractive mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile the Bell Ends they try for the underground bounty against Goldberg because Renee wants a puppy uh, but he fights them off and then Chris Jericho comes out and he joins us with Christian Landstorm and Coach it's like Un-American yeah, it's the Thrill Seekers and the Un-Americans where is Regal where's Test we, we're close to having the, the band back together uh, once again, though, Jericho is upset about Steve Austin's leadership. And since we're in Connecticut, he's here to appeal to the board of directors to relinquish Austin's power. Jericho's witnesses bitch about Austin's matchmaking, screwing them over. And Storm stands up as the voice of reason, uh, claiming to basically be happy being an idiot. Uh, like he's not even booked on TV these days. Uh, and he's like trying to be the voice of reason. Um, but anyway, uh, Storm, of course, gets laid out by Austin's music, makes the save. Robert Lamb clears the ring. Um, so I guess we'll have a tag match later on, maybe. I'm going Lance Storm and RVD against uh, Vitamin C. That suddenly are rising once more again. <laughs> they constantly get put back together in tag matches after even having matches to get that. Like they've, they've come off a triple threat where they were fighting each other. Yeah. Not like not two weeks ago. <laughs> and all of a sudden, no, all of a sudden, Vitamin well, C is back together again. Agreement, so. 
And it is that tag match of Lance Storm and Rob Van Dam versus Christian and Chris Jericho. Um, spin kick on Christian and Rob goes up for the frog splash. Jericho, though, takes advantage of a lion salt for two. Uh, backdrop suplex reversed. RVD tries a Rana, which Jericho blocks with the walls. Storm tags himself in to break up the hold and finishes Jericho with a missile dropkick at eight and a half minutes. Of all the people to get the pin. Of all the people to get the pin, Storm puts o Jericho puts over Storm. And that is, that is That's fucking brilliant. Um, but for me, they can throw in these sort of guys into the IT division whenever they want. Lance Storm's doing fuck all recent times. Yeah. Running about with all, throw them in. I, I, happy this. Throw the landstorm into the ICU picture. Turn this into a four-way. That'll do me. Put the fucking landstorm over. I'll go for that. Yeah. Up next, Evolutions. Randy Orton and Rick Flair go up against Basket Case himself and Garrison Cade. I love how Jindrak and Cade are now the new fodder for Evolution. <laughs> do we need a match against him? Stick for weeks. He's been like Michaels, and whoever they can put with Michaels, Maven. Or anybody else who's kicking about, it seems like now Jindrak and Kid are the ones that are going to bow down well, yeah, to the Kane king. Is one of Michael's students. There is that. Jindrak was going to be in Evolution. They're very close knitted. It's like a new clique between <laughs> Jindrak and Kid. Start too sweet in each other on house shows. Uh, uh, Garrison and Kid get their double team drop kick, but Orton puts uh, Jindrak out with the RKO, and Flair gets the pin. <laughs> this Six and a half minutes. Did Orton treat Jindrak like Booker T? Yeah. You know, Booker T at Mania. Yeah. Pedigree. Yeah. Tonight, Jindrak beat RKO. Yeah. It was uh, quite a long time. Quite a long time. I don't think him. it was that long, the length of time like at Mania. That was ridiculous, 20 odd seconds or something. But yeah, it was, uh, there was a bit of time on it. But uh, at least the to pick any sort of positive out of this, at least Jindrak and Kade are getting the finisher in. I know it's a double drop kick. It's not exactly going to be. It's like the 1980s called and the Rockers want one of the moves back. <laughs> but, yeah, at least they, they're getting some offence in. They're not just getting buried week after week after week. Yeah. Meanwhile, we see Maven. He gets in Flair's face and challenges him for next week, which allows Flair to pull out his I've had more world championships than you've had women line. Yes, which Rick. Which is fucking a brilliant line. Yes, Rick. Up next, he's brought his pants for a reason tonight. Victoria and Stephen I.E. go up against Trish Stratus and Main Event Maven. Why have they put Maven in this situation? He should be fighting in the main event. Hot tag to Maven, who forearms Stevie down for two. Power Slam gets a two. Maven goes up, but gets slammed off the top rope for two. He's back up, though, with a flying DDT to finish for five and a half minutes. At least he's getting the win. Yeah. Not really needed to be a tag team match. No. I didn't understand the reason for Victoria and Trish Stratus there, really. They had their moments in the, the middle of the match, but it was all gonna, the pin was always going to be Maven and Stephen Richards. It had to be. If you're building Maven up yeah, as a possible evolutionary. Up next, Goldberg, Mark Henry. Dear me, this needs to be over within seconds. Either one needs to sell for the other quickly. Towards the end of the match, Goldberg is on the offence. Um, he finally slams Mark Henry, but Rodney Mack runs in for the DQ around five, about five, five minutes, five and a half minutes. Um, I, I kind of do like how they're protecting Mark Henry a little bit. Yeah, um, he has just come back. He's just come back, and they've got to start trying to make a bit more viable opposition for the guys that's man. there. Uh, but Michaels runs in to save Goldberg, but gets speared by accident. Oh, dear. Shenanigans. Goldberg and Michaels then going forward, maybe. Um, yeah, 
He then puts Mark Henry down with the jackhammer. Um, but who in their right mind really would have Goldberg sell for Mark Henry for five minutes and not even get the clean win? I know they're having the, the DQ, uh, but we, that was more Goldberg um, taking a whooping off Henry than it was back the other way around. Yeah. Um, your world champion. I know DQ does keep Henry strong, but he could have lost still to your world champion and it not made him look weak. Because it's your world, world champion. champion. is the best. Um, but yeah, as Rose go. Overall thoughts? Uh, controversial with the whole uh, attempted murder. Yeah. The f- so, don't, going back to the style match, don't you noticed uh, they cut away from that match for a majority of it. Just to yes, focus on, just to focus on what was going off backstage. And they weren't even, didn't even have a little in the court, I think in the corner, showing what was going on. Yeah. I, it was literally a dark match on TV. Yeah. They've done that before though, haven't they? I can't remember quite who it was, but where there was, what was going off backstage was far more important than what was going off in the ring. Yeah. So they kept cutting away and showing very little of it. Um, but yeah, I think overall, it's going to, I'm interested to see where it goes from this. Um, see if Kane's dead. Be interested to Michael's see what Goldberg. they do there. Michaels Goldberg, maybe. Yeah, is that going to be a match that they'll they'll wait and save for a pay per view? For a pay per view, or are we going to get that on Raw now? Should be a probably. Pay-per-view. It's going to be on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shall we move on to a bit of SmackDown? Let's actually build towards the pay per view. Yes, let's please. So we move on then. October the 9th, We are still in the home state of the WWE. We're in Hartford, Connecticut for tonight's episode. Uh, do you reckon Vince has had all the boys stopping over his house? He's got airbed out and that. Barracks. <laughs> oh, he's got his own campsite on his back garden. <laughs> everyone's in a tent. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't like to share with Adrian, that's for sure. Uh, your hosts, as always, Michael Cole and Taz. Uh, opening segment, Linda McMahon, who is back to the WrestleMania theme tune again. She joins us. It's her turn, isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, very so much. She got me by <laughs> after getting tombstoned by, by Kane she's gone through some shit as old Linda but she's not happy she wants to talk sense into Stephanie uh, good luck here um, but when did they bury the hatchet though because last time they were on screen together they were feuding weren't they yeah Stephanie slapped the shit out of her <laughs> they have a heart to heart which is kind of do you know what I get it's kind of weird because Stephanie and Linda aren't even believable as mother and daughter and their real life mother and daughter. Yeah. And there's the chemistry is, <laughs> it's is not it is on TV. Or? I don't know. Linda, Linda is wooden as fuck. <laughs> she can't be like if she if she's like that in real life, that must be just uncomfortable. She looks uncomfortable at everything she does. Is I uh, Well, you know, with this storyline, wouldn't you think? <laughs> uh, Vince comes out though to join the party. He offers to put his spot as chairman on the line against Stephanie's job. Um, so is he owner or is he chairman? Because they never seem to be able to make up their mind on the matter. They both, isn't it? Really. Is he owner and he's made himself chairman? So if he loses his job as chairman, he's still the owner of the company. So can't he then just appoint himself then as chairman again? You have to apply for it, won't you? <laughs> Inter- <laughs> interview, interview, <laughs> interview himself. What um, experience have you got, Mr. McMahon? Well, <laughs> well, what name is it? <laughs> Uh, Sable then interrupts and Linda calls her a whore in the most unconvincing way possible. Uh, this leads to Stephanie attacking Sable to defend her mum, but then Vince lays Stephanie out with a mean-ass clothesline. He's don't hold back on his kids, does yeah. he? He never holds back on his kids. I don't care what 
He also, what everyone says, child abuse does not stop when they turn 18. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird because it's, it's, yeah, he doesn't hold back. And Stephanie, she's not, he's a big lad, his old Vince. He was a lot softer with Zach. Yeah, yeah. He cares more about the other people than he does his own kids. He cares more about Apollon than he does his own daughter. <laughs> if my daughter beats me in this match at No Mercy, I will quit. I will resign as chairman of the board. Whoa! Stephanie's mom. Oh my goodness, you look fine tonight, Sable. I don't think I've ever seen you any more voluptuous and my god your breast oh, I'm sorry I beg your pardon how insensitive of me how inconsiderate Linda I want you to meet Sable Sable this is my wife Linda uh, maybe maybe you want to say hi to Linda you realize this or not, Linda, but behind every great man, and oh yeah, he is a great man, is a great woman. And that is why I'm offering my services in Mr. McMahon's corner at No Mercy. I, I quite, I like the sound of that. I do. I didn't know she was coming out here, though. Well, you know, Sable, that really doesn't surprise me because um, the way I hear it, you offer your services <laughs> very freely to anyone. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. Up next, non-title Tajiri Ultimo Dragon. Uh, we get an uh, announcement that Tajiri versus Ray is announced for No Mercy, uh, which it means we'll get at least one good match. Fair enough, Definitely. we'll get one good match. The Tarantula's blocked uh, with an inverted powerbomb, but the lad, uh, Lam Magistral gets two. Tajiri comes back with a super kick, and the big kick finishes uh, around three minutes. Dave Meltzer, um, five stars. Yeah, I, do you know, I bet Ultimo Dragon is so fucking glad that he's signed with WWE. So glad, because he's, has he won a match yet? Since he debuted. I think it was his debut match. Against Shannon Moore, whoever it was against. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> we go elsewhere, and Stephanie announces the presence of Linda in a corner for the pay-per-view. How fucking much is I'm going to enjoy, and I know I'm going to enjoy, Linda chasing Sable round the ring the entire match, trying to put a whooping on her, and you know eventually she'll get hold of her, and we'll get some wooden... Unconvincing slap to Sable, oh, but is there gonna be a bit of force in it? 
because you know deep down inside, I know it's only wrestling and we're in the wrestling business and they're not really, it's just acting when Vince and Sable are necking on in front of you. But you're going to want to dig her a little bit. That's my man, isn't it? <laughs> you kiss my man. That slap's going to hurt a little bit more than it should. Up next, Undertaker versus Chuck Palumbo. We've not had Undertaker feuding with the FBI for a couple of months. Not since, uh, what was it, uh, Venge before Vengeance? Yeah. Um, Undertaker completely overpowers Palumbo. Um, the FBI distract, as always. Uh, Chuck gets a little bit of offence in. But the match finally finishes uh, with the Undertaker at around two minutes. Uh, yeah, I liked how he casually blocked the super kick. Like, there is, there's not even trying to put over the fact that Palumbo or Stamboli or anyone within the FBI have got any form of dominance or can be dominant at all on the roster. Do you know what I mean? There well, is, yes, there was, no, well, not yeah, but why shouldn't they at least... Palumbo's a big fella. Yeah. So why he should be able to look at least dominant against someone he's near enough the same size of. Fucking wrestling. Palumbo needs to go to Raw. Let's get the FBI on Raw. Fueling with Evolution. Let's turn the FBI face. No. Yes, yes, don't shake your head. Don't shake your head. Uh, Brock Lesnar attacks afterwards, but Taker uses his bike chain to fight off the FBI and hold Brock off. Um, so, this match was just but isn't the chain seen as gimmick? Yeah, wouldn't seen a bit better to use biker it? chain? Yeah, biker, but wouldn't gimmick. this gimmick to be better be used in a Cena Undertaker feud? Yeah, it'd have a bit more um, yeah, of a use. This, this should have been the Stipulation for the Avengers match. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, we go backstage. Paul London introduces himself to Vince, who immediately books him against Brock in a title match. That's suppose how you get a rub in it to begin with. Boom! Paul London, go, go and win the world title. WWE champion on his debut match. Go and win the world title. And we see earlier today, Zach Gowan makes his return into the WWE fold. My God, is that kid like a Superman? He got killed by Brock Lesnar. He threw him down some stairs. Uh, and he's it's a fortnight ago. <laughs> Three weeks ago, maximum. And he's all, he's all right now. Three, four weeks, yeah. And he's okay. Up next, Big Show versus Orlando Jordan. Uh, Big Show hammers away in the corner to start, tosses Jordan around. Jordan gets a little bit offensive with a drop kick, but Big Show no-sells it and clotheslines him. Misses a charge, though. Jordan slugs back, gets nowhere. And show boots him into a choke slam for around a win in around a minute and a half. It was why you're not you. Orlando Jordan needs to be start winning. What is the point on bringing these new talent up? The Bashams aren't succeeding. Jordan's not succeeding. Jindrak and Cade aren't succeeding yet. Um, no one's winning. No. It's I don't understand. Gonna... We've brought on new jobbers. That's all they've done. They've used OVW to bring on a new set of people to lose to the big guys. Elsewhere, we see Big Show attacking Eddie Guerrero during an interview to set up their title match at the pay-per-view. Um, big man, little man, David and Goliath, with Eddie Guerrero being the role of David. Yeah, I can yeah. I can, I, I can, see it being quite yeah, enjoyable. He can match anyone, really. He can. Uh, and I think using his... Um, Speed and agility against Big Show's size. It's going to be... Cut that, good yeah, enough. that's going to have the... And I think he's got a bit more about him than if you put a Rey Mysterio against yeah. Big Show. Um like Michaels and Nash. We have the rap battle up next. Okay. Both you guys are going to get an opportunity to lay down your rap. Everybody here in Hartford right here tonight is going is to decide which one of you guys sucked 
or which one of you guys should win. So, Kurt, being that you challenged Cena, I think John Cena, you should lay down your deal first. So go for you it. You want me to go first? You, yeah, you go first. All right. You want to battle? I refuse to get ripped. You little bitch. You couldn't wrap a Christmas gift. You're not all American, Kurt. You wore out the gimmick. He couldn't win a bronze medal in the Special Olympics. I'm the dirty America. Look in my eyes, I'm right here. You the American dream? I'm America's nightmare. I'm just a punk. Pissing off more people than prank calls. Hope you got your three eyes, Kurt, because you got no And when God was handing out brains, it's obvious you didn't get none. I'm usually throwing up two fingers, but you're special. You only get one. So hit this cat's music so the fans can say you suck too. His finger doesn't mean you're number one, Kurt. It means I'm saying. Except for that last line, that was pretty good. I mean, Cena, I can't compete with that. You're a tremendous rapper. But I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. Instead of rapping tonight, I'm gonna tell you a little story. And it goes something like this. There once was a kid who liked to talk a lot of smack. He's actually whiter than me, but he thinks he's black. And the kid thinks that he's the king of talking trash. Until one day he bumped heads with the king of kicking ass. <laughs> He had a secret weapon. He liked to use a steel chain. I'll shove it straight up your ass if you try to use it again. He can't run. He can't hide. It doesn't even matter if he's rapping. Because of no mercy, when I get my hands on him, his ass will be tapping. And let me tell you the real reason why I'm out here tonight. I didn't come out here to rap. I came here to fight. Hey! Kurt Angle with a close line to John Cena! And have a right hand! And Kurt Angle with the upper hand! Kurt Angle sucking Cena out here tonight! And Angle is taking it to John Cena!
I'll tell you what, Paul, I think Kurt Angle might have won that competition. You think? Yeah, I think. John Cena trying to come away. And come on. And it might right to the face of Kurt Angle. The cheap shot by Cena. And now Cena, the street fighter, on the attack. I never expected Kurt to come out and stop nailing Cena, but it worked. But right now, Cena. Cena trying to choke out. Last week when Cena was down, he used a steel chain. Tonight he used a microphone. You can't see me. And a shot to the ribs of Angle again. Those ribs, I'll tell you what, Cena put something on him with those straight punk kicks. I'll tell you, shots to the ribs like that. Those ribs won't heal in 10 days. Oh, no. It'll be time for an FU. Not counter. Uh, the inevitable ball breaks out. Cena knocks him out with a microphone and wins the battle. As he, but he tries to uh, for an FU. Angle hits him with the rolling Germans. Um, it's going to be an interesting test, I think, for Cena. Um, I don't think this match is going to mean much going forward long term. No. I think it's going to be one and done. Um, but yeah, th this is probably one of the more interesting matches I'm looking forward to. Cena uh, we get a video package now for Zach Gallen. So his return is imminent. And up next... It is Shannon Moore versus Zach Gowan. The only guy that they can really put against Zach that there's a chance Zach will win it won't hurt anybody. He is SmackDown's uh, only jobber, really, they've really got going on. The jobber. Yeah, the Shannon jobber. The, Brian Kendrick could be used as that role, but we're not seeing much of Brian Kendrick at the minute. What killed him, didn't he? <laughs> uh, the Matt Facts, he's not afraid to eat alone in public, and he likes portobello mushrooms. Well, he says portobello. Bella. Portobello mushrooms. So is they, are they the same as Portobello? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Matt, I quite like on colour that he complains about never having a video package. And he's, he's got a point. We've yeah. never had coming soon Matt Hardy and we've had these these video packages. Uh, Zach, the match, uh, he comes back with a blown DDT out the corner, goes up, but Matt pushes him off. Uh, Shannon finishes with a net breaker of four minutes. Um, so Zach and his big comeback... Um, Lost. Yeah, but my issue is, and it always has been with Zach, he's nothing more than a freak show act. No. He really is. He's, not, yeah. he's a novelty act for the style of the times. Is oh, look at me, him, he's only got one leg. Once you've seen it once, there's not many moves that that kid can do, and we've seen them all now. We saw them all near enough against Vince yeah. with moonsaults and, and various sort of moves. Moonsault, moonsault, moonsault. Yeah, that he can do. Um, but yeah, I suppose at least it's a fresh face on TV, it's somebody else. For some, for Matt Hardy to get involved in, um, I, obviously we we didn't have the Matt Hardy scheduled match with Zach Gowan at Heat, um, or be out before SummerSlam, um, so yeah, it maybe is that what they're gonna have now? Maybe, maybe, uh, just have him go flying downstairs again. <laughs> maybe he gets his revenge on Brock by he flies down the stairs for a big fucking takedown. Brock, Brock, walking upstairs Brock catches him and then fives him back up and. Just, just flings him straight back up. Ah. Yeah. Oh, the, Brock needs to catch hold of him again. He needs to see him lurking about. I fucking, I forgot about you. And just goes to town on him. Up next, Chris Benoit in the APA versus A-Train in the Bashams. Train gets the win. Train out of all the people to get the victory in this match. Around three and a half minutes. Another very short match. Smackdown's delivering these short, snappy matches. Uh, which is not a bad thing. I feel so sorry for Farouk. 
taken out before the match even starts, so it basically becomes a handicap match. And everything that's happened in the last few weeks, as we've touched on. Yeah, he's, um, he's, you can see, knowing what we know with the breakout of JBL, Yeah, you can see why Bradshaw's not taking many fucking falls or he's not. He's, he's always and... looking stronger. Yeah. He's he, yeah. He's uh, the and Bashams he's... again though. The Bashams again. Why? Why granted, granted they got the win, but what would have been wrong with like we've seen Benoit and A Train. We know Benoit and A Train are probably going to have a other match going forward. Um, what's what was would have been wrong with the Bashams doing their finish to get in the win and trying to on Bradshaw on Bradshaw or Farouk, but on the APA, not on Benoit. Because I think that. Yeah, if if ben, that would have ruined the yeah. storyline for um, A-Train. I think if if Benoit and A-Train, one of them has got to get the pin on the other, um, or the Bashams needed to go over that because the, the, we need to start developing strong tag teams again. Yeah, it needs to happen. And the Bashams need to be built as a strong tag team. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, main event time, absolute total slaughter. Um, basically, London was right off the bat calling him a jobber with no chance whatsoever, and Brock Lesnar proved he had no chance whatsoever. I just loved what he went before the match when Brock's like showing him the title. It's like, are you going to touch the damn thing? Are you going to stand there? So that's how he pulled Sable. That's how he... <laughs> Spanky makes the save. He suffered back the same the fate back from the dead, but Brock just tosses him into the post in. Quite uh, insane and sick bump, to be fair. It was quite the... Uh, so Brock's now killed both members of Lundrick in the same night. He has. He has. <laughs> to be fair, play to both of them, though. They, what, they're trying to get a job. They're trying to get on TV. And yeah, well, this is a... We've got this segment for you. Is this a no? Yeah, no problem. Let Brock fucking kill me. Because that could have ended horrible, that when he launched him into post. These are little men. Yeah. They're very little people. Very big guy. <laughs> very little people. Undertaker then saunters out after the kids have been destroyed. Um, and the announcers, the announcers that their match is going to be a chain match at the pay-per-view. So is this going to be how I believe it's going to be? We're going to have a pole in the corner with the chain suspended from the top of the pole. And to win the match, you have to go up to that pole, get the chain, climb down, whack your opponent, pin them, match over. Basically, yeah. yeah. What it should be, yeah. similar to the... Like a flag the, match. No, it should be similar to what the country ripping match was. Both guys come out. Both films come out. And you smash fuck out of each other. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Main event time. And what a weird fucking main event. Charo Guerrero versus The Big Show. Who's dressed in his nice clothes. Uh, Says he smells good. I, I don't I understand. Both of smell good for much longer. I don't, I don't understand. It's, I, I, I understand that this is good. This is building the Eddie feud going forward. Um, I, But yeah, I just... I always remember this the this segment being on the go home to no mercy. Mm. And there's still one left yet before yeah. the go home. Yeah. It's Chavo uses the old chicken challenge to get Big Show into the ring. Um he originally bails and takes a count out loss. Um it's all set up though, as Eddie brings a septic truck to ringside and literally shoots the shit with the big show. As Eddie stands there on the truck and tells him that he's going to shoot sewage at him. Big Show just stands there. Move, Big Show! Eddie's telling you what's about to happen. And he gets covered in crap as SmackDown. I like how he waited until Big Show's left the ring and got to the stage. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to cover you in shit, but I'm not going to get any on the canvas. It's, it makes me laugh, though, that he just, like, stands there. After Eddie, like, waves the hose around, he starts to leave, but then Charvo just trips him up at the entrance and Eddie sprays the fuck out of him. Big Show is such a company guy. Oh, and he just, oh, and he just, he, he will happily. 
Hey, <laughs> Calling you out, punk! You just beat the hell out of Eddie backstage, and there's nothing he can do about it. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing that I can't do about it. So if you got any us, you come out here with your big fat ass. I'm not leaving, I'll stay here all night. I got all day, Big Show. Come on, Big Show. Well, there's a referee in the ring. I guess Chavo wants a match with the Big Show. Sounds like Chavo, no doubt, pulling out the big man after Big Show attacked Eddie. Chavo's tag team partner and family member earlier tonight. Chavo. Did you hit your head on something? Yeah, I got a screw loose, Holmes. Look at me. I am dressed to kill. I look good. I smell good. I'm going out tonight. And there's nothing that you can say that's going to make me come down there and slap you around like you need to be. Oh, you're going out tonight. Where are you going? A used car lot? Oh, oh, maybe you're going to the shoe store to go sell some shoes, right? Or, or maybe you're not coming in this ring and you're making excuses is because you're chicken. Chicken. Son, my clothes cost more than you make in a year. Come on here, chicky licky. Come on. Travel better be careful here. I hope he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. yeah. Good Chavo, man. He's got some oh, guts, Chavo's boy. ready to go. Just straight up calling out the Big Show. Chavo got what he wanted. He got the Big Show into the ring. Big Show's got that fancy uh, sports jacket on. I'm sure Mr. McMahon bought it for him. Oh, he did. That's a large jacket. Well, here we go. This match is underway. Oh! oh. Big, Show's, Big Show shouted and cleaned up. Where's Chavo going? Come on. Big Show wants Chavo back in the ring. Let's go, get in the ring, Chavo. Chavo bit on him a little bit more than he could chew, you think? Took some second guessing this thing now. I don't... But I don't get this. Chavo called the big show out here. Chavo. Chavo, I, I, I'm a little disappointed in Chavo. He needs to get his butt back in that ring, defend his uncle's honor. Eddie got hurt by the big show. What has he got, a yellow streak down his back, this Chavo? He has got yellow tights on, but come on. Eddie's not going to like this. Chavo talked a lot, but uh, he didn't back it up, and he got counted out. The winner is back to the result of a countout. The Big Show. Well, I'll tell you what, Chavo ain't got nothing to be proud of. That's for sure. I'm sure Eddie's going to be real upset with Chavo. What's Chavo doing here? Chavo waving something on. Viva la raza. Hey. I think Chavo has part of the big show. It's a truck. What the hell is a truck doing out here? It's not a low rider. It could be a low rider truck. You never know. That's not a low rider. That's a damn. That's a truck. That's very good, Cole. It's a. It's a. It's a sewage truck. Eddie Guerrero wants to fight us. Everybody wants to fight us. Hey. <laughs> I told you, I told you, 
Don't mess with me, Holmes. But no, you gotta put your face in my business again. That's the way you want it? Okay, man. I want you to meet my cousin, Chewy. That's it, Chewy. Wave hello to the big show, man. Uh, cousin Chewy, the deaf one. That's sad. Take it easy, S.A. I gotta explain something to you, man. See, I wanna explain this nice truck that my cousin Chewy has. Oh, it's a special truck, Holmes. See, and it's got a special hose attached to the side of it. Yeah, that's right. See, that hose, they say you put it in the ground and it sucks out all the caca. You know what I mean, let's say? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. About a thousand gallons worth of it. You know, I think half of it's yours from last week, Vato. <laughs> See, but this is a special, special truck, Holmes. It not only sucks out the caca, but like you, Big Show, it blows. So I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do now. Since you decided to mess with me, I'm gonna mess with you back, Ese. Eddie, that's right, me, Latino Heat, I'm gonna get down this truck I'm gonna grab that special hose and I'm gonna cover your ass with Mato. With what? I think that means, you know what? I know, I got it. <laughs> Eddie Carrero threatened. Eddie can't be serious. This is insane. I mean, he can't be serious. He sure as hell looks serious. God, he does look serious. Ray Mike Sparks just hightailed it out of the ring. Yeah, blame him. That's a. I could smell that truck from here, Cole. I thought it was your cologne, but God, it's brutal. He was doing the right thing. Big Show What the? Oh, wait a minute. Show fell down and, and he tripped him up. Or Chavo. Oh, I'm sorry, Chavo. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that's falling. <laughs> Out here, oh, with his face and his lips. That's oh my God! Eddie's the real. Eddie Guerrero's the real man. Eddie's flushing his troubles down the drain. My God, this is disgusting. Big Show is all washed up. I said the mix exactly. It's a lot. Bottom line overall, what did you think of 
that episode of Very SmackDown insane. and how does it compare to Raw? Uh, I, I prefer this SmackDown to Raw again. Uh, yeah. The Cruiserweight match at the start was really good. But my biggest gripe again is how the treatment of Farouk. <laughs> Farouk. He's not going through a good time, is he? He needs to, he needs to get a win. He needs to win with the Dominator. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, or his mean ass fucking spine buster where it would literally hold you in midair for a couple of seconds and slam you to the fucking ground. His spine buster on the little guys back in the day was mean. Um, Triple H, the groin coming off the back of these last two these two TV tapings, is scheduled to be at the Friday night Raw Brand House Show in Manchester, New Hampshire, and at the Saturday show in Providence, Rhode Island. On both of these shows, Triple H will be teaming with fellow Evolution member Randy Orton to take on a team of Bill Goldberg and Booker T. Despite working these shows, Triple H is still on his time off from WWE TV. He's scheduled to return briefly in November for a couple of house shows, then will resume his time off for the most of December. This wants his first Christmas be his new wife. It does, he wants to stick a bun in the oven, mate. That's what he wants to do. He wants to firmly make sure that his bloodline is officially going to be on McMahon bloodline. I'm telling you now, why do you think he's, he's got three kids? I reckon he'd have an army of kids if he could. Keep that bloodline going. Keep it going. The, the, the Levex will run wrestling one day. Uh, there was a TV taping on the same night as uh, SmackDown. An OVW TV, t- TV taping. Batista returned under his former OVW gimmick of Leviathan. No word just yet on how long Batista will remain in OVW before being brought back to the main roster, but it's good to at least we know that he's on the right path. Just please, he's not injured. Please, man. Dave, don't injure yourself again in OVW. I'm begging. And some uh, sad news coming out of this week. Uh, Stu Hart, patriarch of the legendary Hart family, um, he passed away at the age of 88. Um, apparently his death came as a result of complications with pneumonia. Uh, WB released a statement regarding Stuart's death, a statement officially from Vince McMahon. It's with great sorrow that we learned today of the death of Stu Hart. Uh, Stu was a pioneer in professional wrestling. More importantly, he was a great man. His influence within our industry, his community and his country was immense. He'll be missed, but his legend will live on. All of us at WWE send our condolences to Stu's family. Our thoughts and our prayers are with them during this difficult time. Nice of Vince to make a, a yeah. statement like that for one of probably the most important wrestling trainers that's ever existed in the world of wrestling. The guys that came through getting torn to shreds and pieces by Stu Hart. Like, there's a couple of videos I've seen on YouTube from way, way back in the day of the dungeon, and Stu literally ripping people's muscles yeah. to the point that he'll know where the breaking point is, but he'll get you right to that point where you feel that muscle's going to tear the next pull. And then, do you know what I mean? He, no one ever got hurt by Stu, but you, they definitely got fucking taught a lesson. And yes, it was, it was a sad... I remember when, it, when he passed away, it was a sad time. Because um, it is, it was just horrible for the heart. So it's just another family that have lost so many over such a short period of time. Um, it's um, got to be own, did it? Oh, it's just it's horrible. Granted, Stu was he got to eighty eight years old, and so he's, he's, he's had a good, very, very good innings. Very, he was still appearing on WWE TV up to the point of Brett leaving in ninety seven. Um, so that's only six years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So fair play. 
It appears that there are more issues at stake with the Vince versus Stephanie I quit match at No Mercy um, than just the storyline stipulations. Apparently, the Maryland State of Athletic Commission have contacted the WWE and has informed them that if they have a match on their pay-per-view where a man would wrestle a woman, they would exercise their right to a fine of $2,000. Apparently, though, the fine doesn't worry the WWE and they've basically told the commission that they weren't planning on changing the match and they have a check ready for them. <laughs> Vince does not give a fuck. Are you ready then for the last episode of Raw? I am. It's, hopefully, it's uh, going to be as good as some of these. You quite enjoyed Raw. Um, I actually have for this once. month. It's first month in a long ass time. So then, final Raw, October the thirteenth, live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Jericho and Christian, they get the opening bit session underway. They now want a recall on Austin, and then we get footage from a house show last week where Test suffered a broken foot at the hands of Shane. Test, injured. I've lost Billy Gunn on SmackDown. No, we've lost Test. We've lost on Test Raw. on Raw, just when the Roydy Powers were getting big again. I hope it's fake, I hope it's kayfabe, I hope Test comes back. Hopefully. Uh, Shane interrupts. He claims responsibility for his own actions rather than Austin. And then the bell ends. They join the whiny side of things with Rob Conway now acting as the mouthpiece for the group. A beatdown on Shane results and shockingly he doesn't try to fight them all off single-handedly. Instead the Dudleys make the save which I assume sets up our main event for tonight. We go backstage and a car tries to run Goldberg over. That yeah. seems to happen a lot to Goldberg. I, I think he happens more to bold men. <laughs> goatees in all <laughs> in WWE. I'm telling you, it's not. I should never go to WWE. <laughs> Especially to the parking go. Not even six months ago, someone tried to mow down Goldberg, and it now happens again. Up next, IC title: Rob Van Dam versus Big Papa Dump. Why is BPD getting a title shot? Well, I don't know. What's he done to warrant it? I suppose Bischoff likes his change yeah. of attitude. Bischoff he gave him the match against Spike. He destroyed Spike. Well, move on then from there. Let's give you an IC title shot. He hits Robin Dam with a chair after ducking a Van Daminator uh, for the DQ uh, in round three. Uh, Austin, he saves Stacey from some potential abuse. And since Steiner isn't the brightest bulb in the uh, in the package, he physically provokes Austin. Yeah, what do you expect So he goes for Stacey. Austin makes the save and he decides to provoke him. What an idiot. What an idiot. Stacy then drinks beer with her knight in denim armour, but she doesn't like the taste and she gets stunned as well. Yeah, I have the same reaction to light beer. I, I, I don't understand. Um, it does, that light beer does taste like rat piss. Well, it does, but yeah, I, I suppose, look at me, look at me, I'm Austin, I'm still edgy. I still go after the faces as well as, as going after the heels. I, don't, I didn't quite understand that, the reason for that. Uh, I just thought it was a bit of a disturbing message that they sent to everyone that a convicted wife beaters <laughs> dropping stunners on women. But we'll move on. <laughs> Up next, Maven versus Rico. Main event, Maven, what is going on, son? You're fucking fating Rico now. Even though he's supposed to be fating Ric Flair, weren't he? Yeah, but Flair is on colour, though, talking about his injury. Um, basically, this match is the only match that was set up pre prior to the show starting. But because Ric Flair's injured... He has to find a replacement, and it's Rico. Uh, but Flair, he somehow miraculously makes a miracle, a miracle recovery. After Maven gets the whim of his flying DDT, Ric Flair, he comes out, he, he come, rises from his injury with his crutch and lays out Maven. 
Uh, JR, he suddenly thinks we've all been duped and Ric Flair's not really injured. <sighs> JR, taking a magic away. <laughs> Flair was legit injured. It was a miracle. Live so, on TV. Are they trying to say then, like, a Survivor Series, we're going to get some form of main event Maven versus Ric Flair? <laughs> Meanwhile, Hurricane, he directs Rosie uh, to a phone booth so he can change. Um, yeah, going to need a bigger booth, <laughs> And we go back to the car crash. Uh, Kane's condition. He's been upgraded from critical to guarded. He's going to die, but he's okay. he might not die. I think that's what they're trying to tell you. Same with Shane's in internal injuries. He might be okay. So it's Schrodinger injuries. Yeah, he might be okay. They're injured and not injured. And we see the Dudleys. They announce a tables match. We're getting... It's I know gimmick. it's their gimmick, but why is it... With all the time... Do you know what I mean? The hats. It's the Dudleys. How many tables matches is too many tables matches? How long have they been doing table matches? A long time. <laughs> a long, long time. Forever. Uh, Goldberg, he joins us in the ring to call out his mystery attacker. Sean answers the call out and Goldberg immediately jumps at conclusions. But Sean takes offence and demands an explanation for the spear last week. He then gets the funniest line of the week, claiming that when he makes mistakes, he owns up to them. <coughs> Montreal. <laughs> Losing his smile. <coughs> Fake knee, knee injuries. Syracuse. The list goes on. The list goes on. Anyway, Tommy Dreamer tries for the money and gets nowhere. And Flair storms out to encourage tension between Sean and Goldberg. But then Teddy Long speaks up on behalf of Mark Henry before Bischoff finally comes out to straighten up the whole mess. The end result of all this is Orton Henry Flair versus Michaels Goldberg. That's got car wreck written all over it. Yep. But I did like how Michael says, I'm not going to... I know stab someone in the back. I do it for their face. Oh yes, and I, oh, no. is me? Well, not really. He, he was facing. Jeanette was facing him when he kicked him through <laughs> the window. Oh Jeanette, bless him. He gets brought in back soon, doesn't he, for another attempt at trying to keep him sober. Um, up next, Jericho, Christian, Rob Conway, Rene Dupree versus Devon, Bubba, Shano, and the return. He's only been gone a couple of months, but my God, is. He's at the Ambrose diet. Juiced up Booker T. Uh, the rules change again. It's now the first man to go through a table. Yeah, and why is it not Tornado? Why is it not Elimination? Uh, I don't understand. I, don't, I really don't. I don't understand at all. Uh, did you pick up on that epic botch between Booker and Renee with that spinebuster? Booker picks him up for the spinebuster. Renee just drops to the floor. Yeah. And um, all backwards. It's, there was a lot of, it was like, I think it was like 16, 17 minutes and, and there was a lot of action for one table spot. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I it should have been, it should have been a um, elimination a match. Yeah, definitely. Or just a normal six-man match, why incorporate the tables? Uh, the finish comes, 3D onto Christian, just misses the table, but then Booker spikes Conway through it with a bookend at around, I said, 16, 17 minutes. Um, it was too long, far too long. Um... But I suppose you can kind of build uh, on various feuds coming out of this. Um, and I must say that Belen's version 2 is miles better than Belen's version 1. Yeah, I so quite much. like Rob Conway. Yeah, Rob Conway, he's going to be okay. I've got, I've got world champion material, is I'm looking with. In WWE, maybe. Yeah, in WWE, it's going to happen. Keep the faith. But welcome back, Booker T. Yeah, it's good to have him back. He's only been a couple of months he's been away around August, August. time. He might be going to get put, probably put straight back in with the IC uh, field. 
uh, with obviously you've got Rob Van Damme, you've got Christian in there, Jericho's kind of in there, there's Phil Booker T in there as well now. Um, let's keep Lance Storm in there. Potentially that mid card for the IC title has got it's got a bit of test. Yeah, test. Meanwhile, we see Rosie still trapped, trying to get out of the booth. Uh, the celebration, we go back uh, back to the ring, continues as Booker's giving Spinner Rooney lessons, but coach interrupts and then gets escorted out by the faces in a bit of a pointless bit. Then we see Shane challenging Kane, who is live via by satellite from the hospital Did to a match. Catch the crowd's reaction. Only one person in the crowd went, Yeah! Yeah, people are down. One uh, person, though. It's so horrifying that. Shane McMahon going to interview Kane. That's going to be interesting. So if Kane is via satellite, then let's say hello to my good buddy. Patch him into the tron. Patch him in. What's up, buddy? Well, I tell you what, a picture is definitely worth a thousand words. Mr. McMahon, I've been trying to tell the crew here that Kane's been out of, in and out of consciousness all week. I'm not sure if he's going to be coherent. Oh, I bet you he's coherent. Kane, I want you to listen into my voice. Hear me out. Now, you and I can continue to attack each other back and forth until one of us is dead. But, Kane, how about we settle this thing once and for all? So you miraculously survived last Monday night, and I survived you at Unforgiven. So how about we settle our differences at one place, and that place is Survivor Series. Come on, Kane, what's your answer? I know you can hear me, Kane. Oh, you know what, Kane? I bet you heard this. I knew when you were inside that limo, you heard the locks locking. Mr. McMahon. You heard the gas revving up. You heard that engine going. Yeah, you heard it. You heard those tires screech. Mr. McMahon, we are going. But you know what I heard, Kane? You know what I heard when that limousine was speeding away? All I heard was you crying like a little bitch. Mr. McMahon, we have got to stop this interview right now. Kane, Kane. So that's what's made him not be dead. So we were wondering how it's going to work. That was it. Shane's words have risen, came out of his collar. It was a rally cry. Rally cry, that was it, definitely. Up next, Leah, Trish, Ivory. Molly, Gail, Kim, Victoria. Here's all the women. Four minutes. Lita rolls up Trish for the win. Just to get the women on TV, another one of them. And to announce that Trish was 2003 baby. Yeah. Wow. Great photo collection, by the way. Well, yes, yes. Very good photo collection. Meanwhile, Jericho is disgusted with Austin, who in turn is still being stoked by uh, John Heidenreich. Uh, Rose's plights drive him over the edge. He's still stuck. <laughs> and then up next... Mark Henry, Randy Orton and Ric Flair versus Goldberg and Shawn Michaels. Goldberg, Spear and Jackhammer on Henry, which was very impressive yeah. to finish in around six minutes. Which answers our question, can Goldberg lift Henry for a Jackhammer? Exactamundo. And then shock of all shocks, Shawn turns on Goldberg. So new Evolution member, Shawn Michaels, maybe. But it wasn't from behind. <laughs> he said he was, he was going to do it to his face and Bischoff immediately pops out and makes Shawn versus Goldberg for next week. 
So yeah, it's gonna be unreal. Not pay for you. That match was very much um, what you'd expect. Uh, well, the whole card, the whole episode of TV was throw everyone in tag matches week. Yeah. That's all that was. Tag team turmoil. It was tag team turmoil the entire episode. If whatever feels we've got, don't matter. Wang them in a team and we'll be okay. Um, but as four rows go, um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't unpleasant. It was. It, it's kind of enjoyable to an extent. I've, there's been worse. A couple, a bit of news coming out of the this episode of Raw. Um, Lords of Pain. One of the, the great dirt sheet websites of the world. They've reported, and I remember this is 2003, NWA and TNA's website has reported some breaking news that Jeff Jarrett attacked Hulk Hogan during a press conference after he had won his match with Masa Chono at New Japan's Tokyo Dome show. It seems that the angle is being used to prepare Hogan for his eventual debut in TNA promotion next month. As an update to the TNA Hogan situation, it is expected that Hogan will at very least tape some promos to air on weekly pay-per-views in November, building up to his match on a special and more expensive Sunday pay-per-view, which will air on the 30th of November. Right now, it is not known if a written contract has been signed or if TNA is just going on a verbal deal, but Hogan is set for that date regardless. Well, that doesn't happen. Nope. I wonder what, I wonder what goes off there. That happens a few years later. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I wonder, I'm interested. I think that's TNA having a verbal agreement with like, one of the most distrustworthy men in wrestling. Oh, oh got another come, idea. Will you come wrestle for our show? Definitely. Yeah, and for those who wonder what WWE has planned for Garrison Cade and Mark Jindrak, uh, WWE basically doesn't even fully know yet themselves. However, they tried an idea out a house show on uh, Saturday and Sunday, which saw Cade and Jindrak wrestle as heels and make some homosexual references. In other words, a new Billy and Chuck. Why don't you have them as two basketball players? <laughs> Slam and dunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At the um, same house show on Friday, The Fink allowed the fans to choose by cheering what type of match they wanted to see for the main event between the Dudleys and Radio P and Rob Conway. With the choice of a no-DQ match, a false count anyway match, and a tables match. What one? Tables. Yep. What's... And also, as reported earlier, Test severely injured his foot over the weekend. He has broken two bones in his foot, which was caused by Shane McMahon's Van Terminator move. McMahon was reported to have landed on Test's foot while executing the move, but officials make note that Test did move once Shane had already taken off, so they're kind of not putting any heat on Shane for it. And Test is looking at around six weeks of inactivity due to the injury. Six weeks. Bro. Bastard. Bastard. And in the same match, Chris Jericho suffered some lacerations to his face. His forehead and his cheek were both cut as a trash can was uh, drop kicked in his face. Jericho did receive stitches for the injury, but it's not preventing him from wrestling last night. Um, fair fucking play. I, it, you can't tell. But he did have some gashes. He had a couple of cuts on the side of his head. Yeah. But it didn't look like he'd had to have that much like stitches put in or anything. No. They hid it well, let's say. And also, Rodney Mack was injured over the weekend. Um, he's injured his knee. And MRI will reveal the extent of the damage very soon. And also, Brock Lesnar continues to have trouble with his knees. 
he's worked through the problem and wrestled over the weekend in both Germany and England. If uh, Basically, if the locking up of his knee continues, he may have to have it looked at very soon and operated on, which will mean Brock Lesnar will have to miss some time. And also, Lance Storm has hampered his shoulder while wrestling on Saturday night. He's expected to wrestle tonight on Raw after taking the night off from activity, active duty last night. The weekend's fucked up half of the roster. Everyone seems to have got injured at house shows over the weekend. What are they doing to <laughs> So, shall we move on then to the go-home show? I think we should. Are you ready? October the 16th, 2003, your host, Sir Michael Colin Taz. Opening segment, Kurt Angle, dressed as John Cena, comes out to rap. Street for Kurt is all I've ever needed. He then calls himself out as a midget dressed as yes. Kurt Angle comes out. No, no. Midget Kurt is all I've ever needed. <laughs> um, he, he rhymes Cena with Wiener and then puts the ankle lock on Cena, making him tap. And cry like a bitch. <laughs> I'm at a loss. Kurt must have a cramp. The real Kurt. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be like that, right? Okay. Okay. How about I kick your ass? Thugonomic style! Whoa! <laughs> Uh-oh! Straps it down! Straps it down! It's breaking down in Cincinnati Cold! This brings out the real Cena, but the midget goes low on him, or from the midget's view, he goes high on Cena, and Angle lays him out with an angle slam. Uh, funny little segment, uh, pushing on the field for Sunday. I'm looking forward to that match. Yes. That's one match I'm looking forward to. And it's kind of a rivalry 16 months in making. No, definitely. They, they've, uh, this is the second time they've gone in on each other with raps. Up next, Chris Benoit versus Doug Basham, or it might have been Danny, but who knows really. Uh, the Bashams do the switcheroo, and Benoit goes up and misses their butt, allowing Danny to get a two count. He comes right back in with the rolling Germans anyway. Doug switches back in, walks into a cross face in five minutes, and shock of all shocks, A-Train lays Benoit out afterwards. Really trying to add some heat to this feud, aren't they? Yep. Up next, we have a sit-down interview with Stephanie to try and hype the real main event of the pay-per-view. And of course, she makes sure to mention that her family invented the business. Uh, Cole asks if there's a bit of Mr. McMahon in Stephanie. She replies, no question, he's my dad. She's bursting into tears and describing being slammed and clotheslined. Um, Cole and Taz sell like this is some kind of earth-shaking moment in the history of wrestling uh, with daddy versus daughter. But it just made me laugh how like, Stephanie has gone through so much bullshit over recent times, like it got revealed not long ago that Vince pimped her out when she was younger. Yeah. And now we're getting mental and physical child abuse. That poor lass. So sorry for that. <laughs> what did you like to the interview though? Because it felt like they were going at it with how we described JR uses the Owen voice. <laughs> yeah. Even she, though you, you know, she's like, you gotta fight a dad. That's enough sympathy. It's gonna kick fuck out of her. Uh, elsewhere, Tajiri stooges out Nadia and Noble for, to Vince for suggesting they might lose. Um, it's like, I like how they're using backstage 
uh, segments with other guys on the roster to discuss the level of importance yeah. with daddy daughter I quit up next Tajiri versus Jamie Noble your boy should be getting the title shot he yeah. should be Tajiri goes to leave uh, grabs the title but Nidia gets in his way so he misses her at five minutes or so uh, Nidia getting medical attention for the deadly green uh, drink what? crystals shot into her face Noble calls out Tajiri he all gets destroyed by Brock Lesnar for no particular reason I like how Brock's just coming out Popping these fucking little cruiserweights all over and for no reason. But this is where the blind story. This is the starts, blind. This it? is the opening segment to Nidia's blind storyline. Yes, because Tajiri's green mist has hit hundreds of wrestlers since Tajiri's been in the WWE alone, the and they've all been mist. okay. But he uses that green. He used the red mist last week. He's back to this fucking mist. This blinding mist. They're gonna stop him using it. It'll have to be like Seth Rollins has had to stop using curb stomp again. He's going to have to change up his finisher. He can't use Tarantula because it's not a legal finisher. He doesn't win a match. He has to relinquish the hole before five or get DQ'd. He can't use the green mist because now that blinds people. He's just going to have to walk around kicking people in the head. Now, for no particular reason, Vince comes out to tell us that if you truly care for someone, you'll hurt them badly. This is getting like, really creepy. <laughs> uh, it's, no rods will be spared or children spoiled. And then Sable reminds us again that she's doing Vince and they make out. That Sable's only like... Yeah. Only... Sable at least had a bit of input uh, the last couple of weeks where she was trying to claim that she wants Stephanie's job and at least that she had a bit of... Now it's... All we've seen really Sable do is get up in Stephanie's face uh, before Vince pounded on Stephanie. Uh, and now she's kind of just like, yeah, look at me. I'm shagging Vince. What a gimmick. What a gimmick to have. That's just Sable for you, though. <laughs> Up next, Eddie Guerrero versus Rhino. Uh, Eddie steals the hammer from the timekeeper and puts it in his boot. Uh, comes back uh, to meet a charging Rhino, but puts the ref in the way. He then hands the hammer to Rhino. The ref takes away, and a belt shot finishes at 13. 13 and a half minutes. Again, great awareness of what weapons are around you to use as a decoy. I love it. Absolutely love it. Great cheating moves. Big Show, though, takes his revenge out on the low rider. Eddie gets destroyed as well, bleeding all over as a result of the abuse with the glass. Um, setting up again, I'm quite looking forward to their yeah. little their match going forward. We're having interesting segments and it's fresh. They're not just interfering and beating up. At least we're having... What helps that Eddie uses a car? Because his feud with Cena um, helped with the fact using like the him nicking the tyre, yeah. the low rider, then having the backstage Latino street fight. Then you, you've the had Iron Circle. The Iron Circle. And then, granted, this has had hints of racism with the burrito and stuff like that. Uh, and he's saying, I don't like Mexicans, but I like your food. So we've had comedy, we've had humour. We've also shown, look at Big Show's dominance to have the go-home show. Big Show's still an big angry giant against little Eddie Guerrero. Destroys that car. He should destroy Eddie at the pay-per-view. He should destroy him at the pay-per-view. Up next, Rey Mysterio versus Johnny Stamboli in uh, this week's weird match. Of the week, we had Big Show versus Orlando Jordan last week for why, and for this for why. Uh, Ray tries a sunset flip, but it gets blocked. So Ray drop kicks him into six one nine position, where he's caught. Stamboli gets a backbreaker, but Ray finally gets a run out for the pin in around three and a half minutes. Another short, snappy match. Uh, but that was our main event, by the way. Yeah. On the go home show. It should have been. The well, our main event match. It should have been the other way around. I thought. Hmm. Very. There's a lot of talking now going on before the end of the episode finishes. 
So yeah. like, we go backstage. Uh, Matt Hardy presents Shannon Moore with a special picture of himself. He could have signed it. <laughs> you know because I mean? they'd sell it on eBay. I think no one's. It's not going to be worth it now. He knows he'll have to keep it because it's worthless. Yes, picture of Matt Hardy in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> but John the Creepy Stalker slides in looking for someone to hawk his tape to. Matt takes up the K the cause and tosses it into the garbage. Uh, when's Hannah Wright going to start getting a match? Because he's slowly getting brought in backstage. Yeah, I, th I think it's a few months away yet. Yeah. Uh, At least after Mania. Backstage, The Undertaker explains the rules of the bag chair match. There are no rules. I hate that cliche. But there is obviously going to be rules. Uh, the chain will be somehow suspended above the ring. That's the rule. I can see they've put a lot of thought into this. And of course, The Undertaker asked to have his thoughts on Vince versus Stephanie. But Brock attacks him to end the interview. I guess a chain is supposed to be fundamental more dangerous than the other million foreign objects that get used in every match. Like, are you trying to tell me that them slamming each other in hell in the cell a year ago, is that going to be less effective than using a backer chain? I don't know why they didn't just do a repeat of hell in a cell. I agree. They should have had a, definitely had a Hell in a Cell match. match just... Definitely. Uh, the Undertaker and Brock keep brawling to the stage as Brock drags him to the ring by the chain and pounds on him, going for the old hang him on the ring post trick. Attempted murder. Another case. He then goes for a chain assisted F5, but Undertaker fights back with a low blow. Um, slows him down again. Shrugs it off though. Choke slams Brock to end the show, to end the month of Smackdowns, leading on to No Mercy. Good show. Uh, some great matches. Opening segment with Kurt and Cena was just hilarious. Yep. Midget Kurt is my favourite. <laughs> Midget Kurt is my favourite Kurt. I know, I like Eric. Eric, uh, Brother Kurt was my favourite Kurt. Well, I used to love Eric Angle, yeah. Brother Kurt. He used to, he used to add, no, you don't bump Kurt. We'll get your brother to do it. Uh, overall, then, there's a month. A Smackdown. Pretty good. Uh, again, first, the first one after Unforgiven wasn't the best. Yeah. Especially following the week after the Iron Man match. Yeah. But every episode after the last three have been just great. Yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. But, who wins? More importantly, who wins? Raw or SmackDown? Well, we've got the SmackDown pay-per-view coming up. Is there going to be a change to the norm? And I'm going to go with Raw. Yeah? So, are we saying that then the next four weeks, if it's the same as the last four weeks, and if SmackDown, obviously, they've got four weeks now to throw in their part of Survivor mm -hmm. Series, are we looking towards quite the Survivor Series? I think so. Marvellous. I do have fond memories of the Survivor Series. Uh, I only the... remember Austin Bischoff there because I remember the build. The next month is Austin begging Michaels to join the team. Yeah. Will he, won't he? And it all hangs on Michaels and we get to Survivor Series and the match hangs on Michaels. It's three on one, isn't it? And it turns to one on one, but Michaels can't quite fucking do it. Uh, so yeah, let's... but before we get there, let's run down the card. For the next pay-per-view, no, 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 yes, no, Mercy 2003. It's presented by your boys over at SmackDown, not live. We have got the WWE title in a bag chain match. Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. If you didn't know what you know, who's going to win? Well, Undertaker's match, isn't it? So you'd think it'd be Taker, but then again, are they going to put the title on Big Bro Red? Or... Maybe, you don't know, do you? I quit match. Vinny versus uh, Steph with Sable and Linda in opposite corners. Who's winning? I'd like to see uh, some interference on behalf of Stephanie from a certain co-gem of Raw. Yeah. 
that's what should happen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, if Stephanie loses, obviously she must resign as uh, one of the GM of SmackDown. Of the GM of SmackDown, sorry. If Vince loses, he must step down as chairman of the WWE. For the WWE United States Champion, Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero versus The Big Show. Hearts. Hearts says Eddie. Brilliant yeah. says Big Show. Yeah. The Cruiserweight Championship, Tajiri versus Rey Mysterio. Tajiri is sort of just what it is. He's not going to lose it straight away, is he? You'd Plus like to Ray, think so. How shit of a champion was Ray? Yes, exactly. He never defended. People forgot he had it. At least Tajiri's he's resting. He's at backstage. He's keeping it relevant. Kurt Angle versus John Cena in what I believe will be match of the night. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Cena has to win this. He's got to. He's lost too many times on pay-per-views. If you're building him as the next big thing, he's what, lost. He's what lost. Pay-per-views is he had? He's lost to uh, Brock. Brock. He's lost Taker. to Taker. He's losing to big guys. He cannot Who's, lose to who Angle. Who wrestled on a pay-per-view? Uh, him and Sable against... Was it him and no, Sable? Him and Don Marie against Tory Wilson and fucking uh, Billy Kidman. He <laughs> lost that one, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, there you go. That was out of back at rebellion. fucking Rebellion. Yeah. See, he's lost too many pay-per-views. Uh, the Crippler, Chris Benoit versus A-Train. Benoit's got to win. Yeah, that's going to be the Fuck A-Train, fuck A-Train. Can we say that's going to be the worst match of No, night because the, the worst match of the night is going to be Zach Gowan versus Matt Hardy version one. Oh, yeah, that's going to be the worst match. Yep. And a couple of little pieces of news before we finish. Uh, former Ultimate Pro Wrestling Superstar Ryan Kiji Sakoda is headed to the WWE. The current plans for Sakodas right now is to team with Jimmy Yang, who was recently signed with the WWE as well, as part of a Japanese mafia gimmick. Uh, there are rumours that Sakoda could make an appearance at the pay-per-view this Sunday, but it is unknown if it's true or not. If it is, its most likely spot to debut would be possible during the Cruiserweight Championship match between Tajiri and Rey Mysterio. It's Tajiri's Tajiri. henchman. Yeah. I love Tajiri as Japanese henchman. And it was I, perfect. It was, it was brilliant. It's brilliant. And spoiler alert, yeah, that happens with no mercy. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, you got that one right, sunshine. Finally got one right. Um, as we confirmed uh, earlier, fans might have been wondering why Rob Conway has been teaming up with Rene Dupree recently for several house shows and WTV. This is due to the back injury, which has sidelined Sylvan. Uh, he can't compete in him ring, and it's unknown at this time when Grognier can be expected back in the ring. Um, it's, a, it's a shame, but... Conway, this this version of the Bellends is better than the original because Sylvan proves when he comes back as Sylvan, he's still shite. He's still yeah, green he as grass. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, we had a bad piece of news with um, Stu Hart. Also, it's with great sadness to announce that Mike Hegstrand, a better known to the wrestling world as Hulk of the Legion of Doom or Road Warriors, uh, passed away in his sleep. Uh, 1.30 the morning after Smackdown uh, he was 45 years old which is so sad for someone to lose so, before you get 50 it should not be a time that you're dying um, sleep. Oh, definitely um, but the, we all know the reason why oh, of course so many complications um, obviously Road Warriors we, we spoke about them when they had their uh, shockingly awful and it, it's on you Hawk <laughs> you'll get it up after that five star and that chokeslam will forever live on in my memory as you fuck them where the road warriors <laughs> uh, and obviously it didn't work out for them but it was good that we got to see for me growing up as a kid um, one of my greatest memories was the road warriors coming down to the ring well Legion of Doom on the motorbikes um, at SummerSlam 92 SummerSlam when they came down all the long the, the massive aisle um, 
so it was always good to be able to sit back and talk about them um, because for them to granted they only appeared once and it is nice that obviously Animal does come back into uh, WWE yeah, uh, fodder and becomes tag champ and becomes tag champ with that weird creepy guy backstage who's trying to flog stuff he was looking for his friend old Jenny <laughs> and finally we'll end on this as we close out the episode Ever wanted to eat lunch with former four-time WWE champion and 1996 Olympic champion Kurt Angle? Mm. Yeah? Well, Kurt is auctioning off a lunch with himself in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania over the online auction site eBay. All proceeds will go to the Communities in Schools charity. The current bid at the moment is $225.50 with the reserve not met. Lunch, I like our lunch with Kurt, but uh, as it stands, no. if that was in like 2018, that reserve would have been met instantly yeah. it's like it's at 225 dollars that i'd be willing to bid on that <laughs> so i think we'll leave it there then as another month wrapped up uh, in the wonderful world that is wb 2003 mike as always if you want to let them know where they can find us on all forms of social media well on facebook twitter soundcloud instagram youtube and now Spotify. Yes, available. All episodes now on Spotify, if that's your thing. Our AR podcast. And until next time, which will be No Mercy 2003, I've been Dave, that's been Big Sexy. This has been the RA era. Until then, peace, peace out, out, people. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell I want it all, no less, so come on!